Thank you for tuning in to One Bourbon, One Movie, One Beer. To fully appreciate our episodes, we definitely recommend that you've at least seen the movie we're going to talk about. Yeah, we're three friends that love bourbon, movies, and beer. But please take note that none of us are actual experts in any of these subjects. Yes, for sure. Not even close to experts. But we do love all three of these, and we really love drinking beer and bourbon. (laughs) A lot. Also, this podcast will contain many spoilers and some adult content. That's pretty fucking valid. Yeah, and if you enjoy the show, please subscribe to get updates on new episodes when they come out. And please leave us a five-star review because you just love us so stinking much. <laughs> so so stinking much. You can also check out our website, one bourbon, one movie, one beer.com. That's using the number one instead of the word one. You can also follow links on that website to our Facebook page, Instagram, and Twitter page. Enjoy the show. Alrighty. Alrighty. So this is one bourbon, one, one movie, movie, one, one beer. beer. And uh, I'm Wit. And I'm Paul. Got the intro down. Yay, finally. Nailed, Nailed it. it. <laughs> <laughs> um, so what we, we, we just watched Tropic, Tropic Thunder. Thunder. Yes. And again, unfortunately without Ryan. Right. But. Sad. You know, he gave us two a one to two week thing last time, so. This is week two. This is, that. no, this is week one. Is it? Yeah, this is week one. So, you know, he's still in the right ballpark. It's true. And he also <laughs> said, like, you might be able to swing another day. But then also, once he comes on board, we might have to start watching the movie before we, like, meet up to record. Right. <laughs> yeah. We'll, like, be like, all right, let's watch it on Monday, and we'll text each other and write down notes. Yeah, I'm fine <laughs> with that. Because, I, 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 I mean, typically the movies, even the Marvel movies that already exist, that we'd re- we're going to rewatch is anyway... We've all seen a bunch of times. So it's not the stuff we're watching is is like for the first time until yeah. we get to like finally get to the fall when once Well once Ryan comes out Black board, Widow comes out and Marvel new new content comes out. I, I feel like once Ryan's here, anyway. we're gonna jump hard into like a franchise. Yeah. I don't think it matters at this point. It's beer thirty Can at eleven fifty four. Oh yeah, so what <laughs> which uh Hopsecution, huh? Hopsecutioner. We'll talk about it in a minute. <laughs> but you take a sip, I'll take a sip. We'll talk mm. about it. But, um, mm. yeah. First, we should probably talk about Tropic Thunder before we talk about yes. it here. Just a little bit. Yes. So, let's get into Tropic <laughs> get... Thunder. Wait, let's start with, wait, why did we pick this movie again? Do you remember? Oh, gosh. Like, at the end of uh, Dodgeball, mm-hmm. we decided that we're going to end all of our episodes by talking about what you're thinking right after this movie, or... What have you been thinking about all day? Like, because we always have those text conversations, or right. we have the conversations outside of the movie theater. Like, what's the next movie we're gonna see? You know, while we're freezing in the middle of October, right, yeah. <laughs> it's like everybody wore shorts guys, to the theater. Guys wearing fucking like like long sleeve shirts movie? and shit, and I'm like wearing like a t-shirt. <laughs> so we were talking about North. that because we had seen Dodgeball and talked about it for like two hours, <laughs> right? Thank, mostly thanks to Chuck Norris, yes, and David Hasselhoff. Yes. Yeah, we spent a lot of time the, on the great. We spent. I feel like we spent a decent amount of time on the the two guys that spent. I'm surprised we didn't watch like a Chuck Norris movie. <laughs> right. But well, I'm, I'm still still pulling for Delta Force. I still want to see Delta that. Delta Force. Delta Force. So, but uh, we ended up going rocket. down the Ben Stiller train. Yeah, and ben we Stiller. had mentioned Tropic Thunder a couple of times. We so. had mentioned Tropic Thunder and both shut up because we both know that we can talk a lot about Tropic Thunder. There's so much pay dirt and shit to talk about in this movie and actors crushing it in this movie 
that I think we both were in our brains going, if we go on a Tropic Thunder tangent, it will quickly become a Tropic well, Thunder. And we wanted to pick of something a dodgeball movie. that we could do if we have Ryan on board right. or if we didn't have Ryan on board. Because we're pretty much picking uh, one-off for the most part of the movies we've been watching. There's not uh, a sequel to this? Except for The Phantom, which had the uh, the miniseries that had two episodes. <laughs> I, I still remember. I already erased that from my memory. It's It's gone. But, uh, sometimes I want to see crap like that, like that. That's like just so bad. I don't. I don't even want to. If I could track this down, I wouldn't. You're not paying for the Sci-Fi Channel. Yeah, if it popped up, <laughs> like like for the for example, like I was looking, I randomly was looking at uh, my wife fell asleep. We were watching Westworld. I feel bad watching it without her, so I turned it off. And then I pulled up Disney Plus and Fantastic Four, the new er 2015 crap one, is on there. <laughs> and I was like, I'm gonna fucking watch this bitch because I never actually sat through it. Oh boy! And uh, what a ride. It was, it was, it was better than I thought it was going to be, but my bar was very fucking low. It's like, it's like trying to jump over what you thought was a, like a like just walking across the line painted on the ground because that's what everyone talks about it as. But it it's was like, literally a skid. Mark. It was a slight speed bump. Like if you're driving a car, you're like Dunk. not like a bunk. It'd be like Dunk. that's yeah. that's the bar. The that boxes at. in the car didn't hit the ceiling. Yeah, it was gar- it was it was bump. absolute garbage. But it was. They potential were to be good. You could see where like that movie could have gone awesome in a certain way or like certain things, but they just mm-hmm. it just didn't. Like, they were trying I really feel like hard. putting Mister Fantastic in a Go Go Gadget fucking goddamn outfit was a problem. Anyway, not to get into this fucking <laughs> not movie, to get into Fantastic, but the horror. idea that like I watched that movie. I don't even know why the fuck I even started talking about the movie. Oh, because uh, we, we were, were trying to figure out how we got into watching Tropic Thunder, and right. we just already went down. The wrong hole, <laughs> the wrong rabbit hole. No, no, no. I think I brought that up because because it was it was a watch. It was a one off watch. Yeah, it was like a one off. It was supposed to be something that it was supposed to be at least a trilogy, and it said it was a one off. Right, but well, we that's watched. what it was because of uh, Phantom. Phantom was supposed to be a trilogy. We're going to talk about off, the Phantom, but their miniseries was one season, two episodes. <laughs> no one gave a fuck. No one, not even us. But. uh so we're going to talk about Tropic Thunder. Yes. Came out around 2008. I think it was right around the same time as Iron Man. If I it remember correctly. It was exactly 2008. Well played. I'm pretty, I'm pretty sure I walked out of Iron Man and saw a poster for Tropic Thunder with my brother. And I was like, it has Robert Downey Jr. in it. I just saw Robert Downey Jr. be Iron Man. Yeah. I'm going to go see that movie. movie. He made a release right after, I think. Because it's... Says, I'm trying to remember what year, what month it was, because I want to say, yeah, you can look that. It up. is 08 for sure. 08, good year for movies. But um, I guess we usually talk about the first impressions when you saw it. Like I know I saw it in the theaters. Yeah. The Iron Man came out in July, right? Yeah, this was August. <laughs> Literally a, a month, month later. later. <laughs> so, this, so this in July, just for the record. Not to take off, take away from your first impression, but this motherfucker Robert Downey Jr. played like, like crushed Tony Stark and Iron Man, and then plays a fucking like I didn't want. I mean, like seven other roles in this movie. From going from nowhere to fucking just destroying, just owning every every minute he's on TV on the movies. Like get the <laughs> fuck out of here, Downey Jr. Keep going. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry. So first impression. I, had to say uh, I believe I saw it with my brother. I was saying because. It was the summer, and might have even been both of my brothers, mm-hmm. but uh, 
it like with dodgeball we talked about how you you laugh out loud a couple times and yeah. you can rewatch it a lot and this was very similar and i feel like a lot of ben stiller movies are that way where he's usually he's helping write it and then he's acting it out and he's just going overboard with stuff like to the point where he jumps over a fiery barrel for no for reason. For no reason. <laughs> he has like he six feet to the left. Has to he change his entire path to go over that barrel. straight and, and go down that six that feet. He like so redirects to the right just to be perfect. able to jump over a fiery barrel. And I just remember... That's a good metaphor. Uh-oh. We just missed stuff, I think. Oh. Yeah, it well, stopped recording for some reason. <laughs> so we'll go back to uh, first impressions. <laughs> but the first time I saw it, it was just everything I wanted it to be. It was... So funny, but it it just was... There was some stuff that I had a hard time laughing at, and mm-hmm. I still have a hard time laughing at it, but you understand why it's been put in there. And it does play for that character, but it's just like the Patches O'Houlihan from Dodgeball, where it's like, he's saying stuff that you shouldn't say. <laughs> right. <laughs> oh, yeah. And you're laughing at it because you're supposed to. It's written that way. It's like the Daniel Tosh saying, like, if I write a funny joke about something terrible, you're going to laugh. Right. You know, and that's my first impression for a lot of comedy movies that I don't have huge expectations for, Mm -hmm. but I just want to go in and have a good time and laugh. And I just remember going out and being like, okay, Robert Downey Jr., Jack Black, Ben Stiller, Jay Baruchel. Jay Baruchel, yeah. Uh, Matthew McConaughey. Canadian sensation. I didn't even know it was Tom Cruise for the longest yeah. time. Wow. <laughs> I mean, Danny McBride, Bill Hader, Nick Nolte. Yep. It's just, it was a fun cast. It was a cast that you can't believe they put it together for just a silly comedy. It was probably an expensive movie. For it's a an expensive movie about a movie being made about making a movie. <laughs> which is, yeah, which is probably why they, they made that, like, that line in the... The name of the movie that Tux Beeman wins in the Oscar at the end of the movie. Because yeah. of they're making fun of like it's like a meta joke about itself. Yeah. Because well, I can't imagine the so, budget for that. So that's my first impression where I was just I wasn't like blown away by it, but I laughed out loud a lot. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and my brothers laughed out loud a lot, especially my older brother. <laughs> yeah. So he helped me feel normal by laughing more than I did. Right. But what about yourself? What were your first impressions? My first impressions, uh, I fucking loved this movie when it first came out. Like, I literally, I said this before, I celebrate Ben Stiller's entire catalog. <laughs> but I also... Just like I celebrate I the celebrate, entire catalog the thing, the thing of about Terrapin this beers. movie that I wanted to piggyback off something you mentioned about the cat. The cast, similar to Dodgeball, but different in a way, where like, like Dodgeball was a lot of... I don't want to say I like every one of those actors that are in that movie, right? I like all the, they're all really comic geniuses in their own right for their own things. But some at that time hadn't taken off yet. Yeah. Like Justin Long, for example, is this fucking goddamn megastar, but like he's been in so many, he was a sleeper in that movie, right? And he was, he was used for a specific character that like he's running, he's like starring in his own shit now and has yeah. been for a long time. Whereas like, at the time, he wasn't doing that yet. But conversely, every single fucking character in this movie, Topic Thunder, with the exception of Jay Burchell, mostly at this point, was still making 
Like he hadn't done. I don't think he did that movie. She's out of my league yet, where he's the lead actor. No, this was literally the first thing besides Knocked Up. It was a Knocked Up. He but was I had in, seen him in. He was in a couple other flicks prior to to this movie. I think he's he's not super young in this, but he's he's a younger actor. He's been in a lot of shit for a long time. Yeah, but but well, at this point, it's he like, wasn't a recognizable name. For me, he, he was. I knew exactly who he was not, when it first started. Not for us millennials. Yeah, I know. You're too young for that. <laughs> but I, I... Well, here's the thing. Like, part of it that was... This is going to separate our first impression experience because I, my, my my fan and respect for Robert Downey Jr. is probably different than yours because I grew up with and I was really aware of what the fuck he was doing and what he was going through in his personal life. Yeah. And his fucking arc of like... Like just cycle after cycle of his addiction and all his problems and going to jail and going to rehab and it wasn't working. He wasn't giving a fuck because he just wanted to. He couldn't kill himself, but he didn't want. To, he was just destroying and sabotaging his career. But then all of a sudden, he finally took it serious. And the first thing he was in that I saw post his like finally being done with his shit that sort of looked. I could tell he was like putting a nail in his coffin, which is kind of no, most people don't get this or don't haven't seen this. But there was a video. Simultaneously, when he had his little, his little, his like official recovery, where he got finally got clean, uh, Elton John put out an album called "Songs from the West Coast." You ever, Ooh, do you remember that yes. album? Yes, I love that. There was a single off that album called "I Want Love," and there was a video for that album. Whereas the video, this is the entire video, and it's one of the best videos I've actually ever seen. Downey Jr. is just singing, like lip syncing the song, walking through an empty house. That's it. That's it. But. That's the moment when I was like, this fucking guy is going to crush it because not only are the lyrics, like, he basically, like, if you listen to the lyrics of that song, it, he owns, that's like, it's like, it's like Elton John wrote that shit for him, not for Elton John's own experience. Like, yeah. he wrote it for Elton, for fucking Downey Jr. And Downey Jr., like, is just lip syncing. And he's acting with his fucking body language and his face and his like emotions. You can like it's crazy. And I was like, Jesus! I realized how fucking. I mean, this guy's been doing acting since he was an infant. But at the end of the day, <laughs> literally, like he was doing <laughs> he was a baby, and a but movie. he was always doing like bit parts and character work. And then he did his Chaplin and all this other stuff. But that was Chaplin was actually pre his final dive yeah, before he, was, he came back up. He was like in and out of jail. But Chaplin is where people were like, this fucker can act, and he was like, I can act. Yeah. So like he kind of like I've, I have a feeling that he kind of looked at himself and was like I have there's more I so can show what I'm you. Getting is... So he ends up doing that. He does Iron Man and then he does this fucking movie. Yeah. And this movie shows that he doesn't just have range. He can fucking create layers yeah. of method acting and actor acting and fucking comedy. Like his whole shit so was on display in this movie. What I'm getting is that your first impression is that. Robert Downey Jr. is amazing. <laughs> no, my, well, my first impression is this fucker can do... Like, I, I was blown away by his character, but then he got Jack Black playing, like, the fucking Eddie Murphy nine characters in a movie <laughs> in a trailer, and I'm like, I want to see the fatties. I want to see all the fatties. I want to see, see all, all the trailers. It's fucking inappropriate as and real as offensive movies. as that is. I want to... I literally want to see him play... Even if there was a movie where it's a spinoff where it's just him playing the biker fatty uncle yeah. with the beard. <laughs> like, I, I, lo- I love those. I love it when movies... Like, every character... Are, I love it when movies that are about other actors or made-up actors or made-up yeah. people, they go and they make like a trailer or they make a news broadcast that shows you that you're in an alternate reality or right. an alternate timeline. There's a different president. Right, right, right. Or there's 
a different person that's running some type of company that you're like, that's clearly Coca-Cola, but right. you know, you've made it into your own thing. And then this just goes that extra mile and the four, they have four trailers or commercials right. for each actor, except for Jay. Right. Who isn't, <laughs> who ends running up being a movie yet. like the hero, but we, he's not, we got to wrap up the first impressions before we can move on into the, well, you're the one doing that. I'm the one, <laughs> you took me out of my first impression. I was just saying that I like that I he's doing the fatty. I you away from your first impression. But like the idea, so Jack Black is another one of my heroes. Tenacious D, like his entire shit. He's been running movies too. Uh, obviously Ben Stiller, you can go for hours about him. But you got Matthew McConaughey playing a supporting actor character role. You got fucking Bill Hader playing an assistant. And you got fucking sleeper Tom Cruise, who no one fucking... I mean, I knew who he was. Like I said, I explained to you that I'd seen him in Magnolia. So I'd, hear, I'd heard him say some of those words in the same kind of tone. And he sort of was not directly channeling, but slightly channeling that dude. But he goes, uh, he says a line that I was like, I knew, that I, is that fucking Tom Cruise? So there's all these actors for me that I was like, these are like, these are my fucking dude. These are the actors that I really like and respect. We, we have picked some good casted movies. Yeah. Like just all-star but, uh, but, but But the real thing that really set me off for this movie wasn't just t- the, the actors themselves, was that every single one of them has an arc individually that is actually good. Yeah. And not just, haha, like, like Dodgeball was great, and you have to really pay attention to see the arcs. This was a, like, it was a cyclical repetition. Every single character went through, like, trauma. Like, like, you were like, haha, Jack Black's in the fatties. Like, you can, he's a drug addict because, yeah, he is dealing with shit that most people don't, and he doesn't understand. And, like, the scene where they, like, he farts and they laugh at him, and then he loses his fucking shit and <laughs> rubs the coke in their face. Not only does he not do the coke, but he, like he, you can see like his pain in that moment where he's like, everyone laughs at me for being for the fart yeah. jokes, and I want to be a real actor, but I can't because I've spent my whole career being the fart joke guy. So but I feel Jack like... Black can relate to that, and you can see that in his 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 acting. You know, yeah. Role. So we'll save some of that for our favorite character moment because there, how can be you? I pick a different one every time I watch the movie. Oh my god, yeah, that's what I was gonna say. It's gonna be tough for me because so the very first time I saw it, I was like, mm, that that kid that runs that drug factory was. Yeah. Wow, perfect. But yeah. I think I watched this movie with my dad the first time I saw it. But I remember nice. like it's one of those movies where it's like there's there's it we were talking about the idea does it does it does it survive? Does it does it age well? Yeah, we'll save that for down here wherever. Right. There's a part we'll where talk it is. about this. But like. I remember thinking in the movie at the time when I saw it, my dad the first time I saw it, going, Oof, this movie might have a rough time aging well. But the the fact that it's delivered so well, I remember specifically telling my father this. This movie will be funny fucking 10... I don't give a fuck how PC things are. It will still be funny 10 years from now. And I remember being... Huh? You talk about this next. What? Because that'll work. That'll work. No, that's my first... <laughs> that was my first impression, was that it was like a movie that can that can survive. Like I remember talking about that with my father the first time I watched it. As a movie that might sound like whatever. So it was, there's a lot of levels to why I like this movie. Not just a dumbass comedy, hmm. but a really well-constructed comedy. And a dangerous... On the edge with certain tropes comedy, you know? I'm just going to bring this note down <laughs> here. And we'll save that for even later. Then I'm not scared. We'll talk about it. <laughs> yes, I actually took notes this time. Right. To try and keep us on track. Yeah, it's not going to happen. It's very difficult. <laughs> Our brains are just yeah, we running in eight different directions. <laughs> you know, you have to have a beer or two while you watch it. And then you got to go grab the good beer for the podcast. Right. 
So we grabbed one of my favorite beers, Tropicalia. Just kidding. Yeah, right. It's Hofstra. <laughs> drink Tropicalia again? You trick me? <laughs> Just I kidding. I know it's in a beer koozie, but... <laughs> It's like, what? Huh? No, it's a Terrapin. I like... No, uh, I just thought we'd say Tropicalia because I think I've had it on every single episode. Honestly, I thought Terrapin, when I first was a, came to Georgia, it was like a gimmicky whatever beer because they have these cool, like, you know, turtle fucking cartoons and shit all over them. <laughs> but they're pretty solid fucking beers, man. Yeah, so this is uh, Hopscutioner. It's one of the hoppier IPAs. And I think last time we talked, you talked about eating a hop. Yeah, Straight don't, up. Don't do that. <laughs> don't. I just it. blitzing your taste buds. There's into... a reason they're in beer and they take mm. them out of beer. <laughs> they let the beer just take some of the flavor, not all of the flavor. Yeah. But uh, this is actually one of my favorite IPAs besides Tropicalia, which I literally have had, I think, one every podcast we've done. As much as, as ironically, this <laughs> thing's called Hopsecutioner, and you'd think it would like knock you the fuck out with the tops, but it's actually for an IPA, it doesn't kick me in the fucking throat no. for hours. <laughs> it's got it, it's got that hoppiness to it that stays with you when you drink it, but and it's not it's not harsh. No, like, it's I know not a lot of harsh. friends who would who would be who hate IPAs that would be functional with this IPA and be like, yeah, that's oh, not bad. Yeah, I, it's one of those that I typically would have in my house until Tropicalia, <laughs> which is one of the favorites of all three of us right was available because <laughs> you couldn't find it anywhere you'd like go to think, stores and honestly, be like when are you gonna get it I but i was Hemsworth like i don't was care like, was like so fucking like i think he probably i mean i doubt any i didn't know what it was in new york like, yeah I, they timed the uh, end game very well with the opening of their new tropicalia brewery right <laughs> they literally built a whole other brewery for it but right. it's not tropicalia today it's hopscutioner literally one of my favorite beers and the funny story about it is that my mom, when they, they moved out of state, so like we go up and see their beach house that they've retired to, Ooh, and fancy. they have a beer cooler. And so my mom said, when are you going to get in? You know, I was like, it's going to be about midnight. And she's like, well, when you get here, you know, downstairs there's a beer cooler. You know, I stocked it with all your favorites. <laughs> and this had been my favorite beer for a solid two or three years. Like I was always having hop in my house. My mom had been to my house. And seen my fridge, and I had offered my father a hop executioner. Right, right. <laughs> and I get there, and I open. I'm like so excited. I was like, "Oh man, she's got like twelve hop executioners in there. I'm gonna have like two of those, and then pass right out." Right. And we pull up. I go straight to the beer fridge after I unload all of our crap, and I open it up, and it's like the high five IPA from Terrapin. Uh-huh. And I was like, I mean, it's still an IPA, and it's from Terrapin. <laughs> So I grab like two of them and I, I'm sipping Warm on one. one glass. I'm sipping on Shit one. I get up there and she's like, she's like, oh, you already got a beer and it's like your favorite <laughs> beer. And I was like, yeah, like it's great. And <laughs> like, I like, didn't have the heart to tell her that it wasn't my favorite beer. And so for like three years after that, I would go to her house mm-hmm. and <laughs> every single time there was just more high five IPA. Oh man! It was like the first time I went there, there was twelve. That's one of those. The second time I went there, there was one like of those, eighteen. Like, it's worth saying something <laughs> at that point. Yeah, and I kept telling my wife, I was like, "It's not my. It's, it's a good beer, That's but it's not my favorite." Something. You know, she's my mom. No, I don't and so my wife's like, "Well, I'm gonna run with this the first chance I get, and be like, oh yeah, by the way, it's not your favorite beer.'" Oh, <laughs> I was like, "Don't do that! Don't do that!" And then, of course, she gives me like the sign during a conversation, like, "You better say something, or I'm going to." <laughs> and I was like. 
I got to tell you something, Mom. I'm like, you know, Hopsecutioner is the better Terrapin, you know. And I tried to play it off like, oh, I hadn't even found it yet. Like, I just found this new one that's way better. Right, right, right. It's only been my favorite since before they even made High Five IPA. Nice. But that's my my story about <laughs> Hopsecutioner, which is a staple in my house. Nice. <laughs> um, yeah, Hopsecutioner is solid. It's a go-to for me. If I see it, I'll typically get it. Yeah. Well, especially when they started doing like chopsecutioner and like adding extra like pine baseball bat wood feel like they to sh- it. Do they just shaved fucking chopsticks and put them in there? Dipped a couple chopsticks. <laughs> it's teriyaki flavored. Yeah. <laughs> like, it sounds like they but just like, went racist with it. <laughs> like, they, they play with it. They play with it a lot, and with their terrapin mostly does IPAs. Yeah. So they the add stuff. They sure. take stuff away. It feels like, but this is really hoppy, and that's. I think why they put hop in the name yeah. just because it's like this is going to taste like hops on the back end. It's not going to be, you know, a barley or a beer. It's not going to. Oh yeah, you're not confusing it's not this be beer bitter. with it's any not other gonna style be that of beer. Weird bitter India. Well, that's IPA why. That's why I like this typically than like your India IPAs or whatever the fucks where they're like so fucking slam you over the head with a sledgehammer of fucking hops. But this one isn't, and but there's like hints of other types of beers. Like this one is. <laughs> Is just what the fuck it is, right? It's just a it's just a, a badass IPA that doesn't ruin your fucking day or the rest of your fuck or your yeah. palate. Like I literally, for me, I don't know if it's for you, but I mean everybody's got a different palate. But like mine, it doesn't. It's there, like, but it fades quick enough to where I'm not annoyed. Like it's a typical not IPA. just sticking to your taste buds and yeah. making you be like, I'm standardly. Gosh, I'm usually like hesitant. I need a water. <laughs> I'm like, me and I have a few friends. I have a friend who would never, he hates IPAs a lot. I have a friend who strictly only drinks IPAs. So it's like, are you talking about me? No, I'm back <laughs> up in New York. Are you talking and about me? They're like, and that's the thing. Like everyone's palate's different. Like some people, I don't drink fucking coffee. Some people drink coffee. Like some people like different things. People hate Guinness. Like, like love Guinness. To get their Certain <laughs> things people love or hate, but this one is like, it's not middle of the road where it's boring. But it's not obnoxious enough to where I hate it. So I, I really enjoy it. Yeah. I will not throw this across the room. I will drink it. <laughs> Does that make it a good beer to pair with Tropic Thunder? It's like Tropic Thunder yeah. is a good movie. Yes. That I'm going to watch many times. It's going to be a staple in my house. Well, the jokes in Tropic Thunder land in a way that aren't smacking you upside the head. There's a lot of fucking hidden shit for you to pay attention to and catch if you're hmm. if you're observant. We subliminally, did but that. it's offensive when it when it needs to be, which is just like an IPA. <laughs> it's, like, mm. it's like it's not it's not the right flavor for you guys. <laughs> so I guess that brings us to the segment that I suck at. Yeah, you're starting first this time. Dang it! <laughs> Con it up, bitch. Con it up without a sigh. Let's try it without a sigh. <laughs> Breathing in? Uh, I guess my con. This one's a hard one for the for movie. Me, so that's why I. I mean, again, I basically just said 100% fresh a minute ago. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that's why I can't ever be a critic online. Everything's like 100% the first time I saw it. <laughs> I'm like, I loved it. It was great. Right. But and then, like, the so third fun. view, I'm like, maybe it wasn't that great. I guess my con would be that. They were saying jokes that were not going to hold up even in 2008. And like it was just that type of humor that is going for that borderline mm-hmm. so hard that it's 
it wasn't necessarily hard to laugh at because they built it out properly, but I wish that they had made it to where it aged a little bit better to where in 2020, like it wasn't getting blasted, (laughs) but at the same time, you can't do that because comedy is all about the timing and the relevancy to the time. So, so you're trying to combine two categories right now. Is that what you're saying? Like what I Yeah. Yeah. So you know, saying, we bounce between Khan's saying, favorite characters. I mean, sure, so your con is your con is also answering the question whether or not you think it ages. That's okay with combining these two. If that's your con. Yeah, I guess my con so is that it doesn't it age very well. well. And we'll talk in depth about that a little bit more. Yeah, I wanna get I wanna save my comments. We should always let that. you go first on cons <laughs> so that I can have time to be so like, Oh, that's what into. a con is. <laughs> <laughs> well no no. I don't disagree with that. I think that's a good con. That's a legit con. Because well, I disagree with. You heard it here, right? Right now. Well, you know good me. Con from Wit. Yeah, Wit, 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 Wit nailed the con. I'll, I'll give you. That's a nailed it. It qualifies as a con because because some people currently think that these jokes, the 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 stuff yard, the stuff particularly Robert Downey Jr. was doing, um, people consider them was the phrase insensitive or PC now or whatever. And yeah, they're trying to cancel. Robert they're trying Downey to Jr. they're trying to come after him for for those char- that character, but I. We will save my comments for that for my make for a the note, next for, for my that. next note. Well, for the age well because I I have some things I have some bones <laughs> oh, to for pick. My fifth note, and I have a lot of I have a lot of feelings on that. Um, to in in, in both directions, but mostly so are you in the saying defense. that you have the same con or no, a different one? I have a different. Con. You always have a better one. Well, my con's tough, <laughs> or uh, one, tough and I don't have one at all. <laughs> no, no, no. I mean that's a that's a that's a solid solid con to pick because because it is a is a current conversation we're here are here we are 12 years after that movie you know what's shit yeah so like we're yeah. we're looking at this movie Good going we're, we're looking at this movie going how long has it been and and are we okay and my my problem with that whole concept is why not like there's some shit that we've we said in 1995 that's the fucking same there's like every generation has different things that say but george carlin has the bit where it's just a joke like if you're offended by shit I feel like that some things are certain choice. There's some things that are, are going into a range where it's a, a specifically offensive and it's not constructed well. Yeah. I feel like, fuck, I'm just going to go into this because my con is like, I keep forgetting it as I'm talking to this. I want to, I kind of, I'd rather <laughs> yeah. just get it out while it's in my Build brain. the con out. I'll go back to con after we discuss that other part. Um, <laughs> but I want to get this out because it's, it's, it does frustrate me that, that com- certain comedy has to go away. Because of censorship, mm. that is not paying attention to the context, right? Okay. For example, Robert Downey Jr. wasn't playing a black character because he was, it was just a character funny. That was then he was playing a playing method a actor who was a white dude who was Australian who was he was a method actor, so he's trying to be somebody else, right? Mm. And he was trying to get into a character and stay in that character 24-7. But the part to me that makes it last, that makes it work is that he wasn't by himself. It wasn't just, he wasn't the token black character, quote-unquote, like you would normally, yeah. people would fucking say. He was working with uh, Brandon T. Jackson. Was Al also Pacino. Was Al, was, <laughs> who was named after a fucking white a- a- Italian actor. Such a, like, such a great name. Which is awesome, right? But he also, so like that's the thing. That's why I think Tropic Thunder works so fucking well. And these people that are talking shit about Robert's character need to shut up. Because his character's 
making fun of other people for doing that and pointing out why it's not appropriate. And they address it within the framework of the movie. Yeah. And the guy that addresses that with him and calls him out on his bullshit also makes fun of him for being Australian, hops away like a kangaroo. (laughs) And then later on, that same character struggles with homosexuality. And at first, they're judging him for that. What the fuck did I just hear, Lance? Yeah. But then at the end of the movie, he's sitting next to Lance at the fucking Oscars and everything's okay. Like, every character struggles with a, with, with a part of them that is a faux pas. That's it's like, messy. it's, it's, yeah. but it's what real actors have to fucking deal with in Hollywood on a regular basis. That's the other part. Like, Ben Stiller's character is, is like fucking Sylvester Stallone or fucking, Schwarzenegger, where he plays the same fucking character forever and ever and ever, and no one takes him fucking serious, so he has to prove that he's a serious actor. How does he do that by taking this job fucking serious? But he can't because he's he's limited by what he thinks is acting, Mm -hmm. right? And then you got Downey Jr. trying to teach him, you're fucking trying too hard, but his ass is a method actor trying (laughs) outwardly as hard as you possibly can to be He doesn't even break the character until he does the commentary on the DVD. Everything keeps flipping on itself, right? So like... If you take, if you just take an image of Diana Jr. playing that character, yeah, that looks offensive on on paper or yeah. without. So somebody who says he's playing this character and it's a quote unquote blackface character, it's offensive to whatever and it's inappropriate, hasn't actually watched the movie all the way. Yeah, and I think they're full of shit because you can't. It's just like any other thing that's happening. There's like a Confederate statues being torn down. Like some have context and some don't. Right? If it's a if it it was built and put there. In the Jim Crow era, and it was incredibly racist, and nobody wants it there to begin with, and the community all decides we should get rid of this, and we vote, and they tastefully take it down and put it somewhere else or do whatever they want with it. I'm aboard with that. If people don't want it in their community and they decide that as a group, this is some, this is insane and offensive to me, why is it here? Right? Hmm. But I don't think you should tear something down in the streets and hang it from a tree or whatever the freak people are doing now because <laughs> that's not appropriate, and no one's going to hear you when you have a grievance like that. But if people are just listening to each other, they'll understand context and stuff. Like George Carlin has a bit about the idea that everything is funny. Everything should always be allowed to be funny. Hmm. Because as soon as you start saying this isn't funny anymore, then you're, then you're going into censorship. And then I can't say this. And then when does it end? Yeah. You can't joke about anything anymore. All of a sudden, humor is gone. Because humor is a weapon for people to handle Things they can't deal with. Like, like satire is important. There's a reason why Jon Stewart took the Daily Show from this ha-ha fake news show to like, let's put some real shit in here and let's let the, let the reality of what's happening outside be, let that be, be the comedy and just show it for what it is and why it's humorous, you know? So That's, it sounds like you're basically saying that because it was doing stuff that relates to to things that's a pro <laughs> right that's the thing that's what i was saying you're doing but, what but i did again, for the other movies where I'm but like, you hey, are no but you are are right in saying that it sounds like a con because it was it's hard to like in your memory without going back and watching the movie again and putting the effort in your memory of it is like what the fuck was he doing you know like yeah. like he made and it wasn't you're just like, him uh, it was it was uh the idea like booty sweat like it was all exploitation of of characters to the extreme yeah. And you know the the fatties like oh crap he was making fun of like oh, yeah he was like up. doing cocaine fun of fat people jelly bean bag. like everything was incredibly fucking offensive over and over and over and over and over again I mean fucking if you just take uh, uh, Tom Cruise's fucking character that oh, motherfucker is offensive the entire just take you take him out and just read his lines you're like what the fuck <laughs> who wrote this <laughs> you know like who says the shit he says so 
Full circle, you're agreeing with me that the con is that it doesn't age very well. I haven't. I I play both sides. I I in the long game, looking back on it after rewatching, I I think that if again, if the people that are pissed about it were to watch the movie and pay attention, they wouldn't be as pissed. Yes. Break it down. A I'm in, bit. I'm defending Jeremy Jr. 100 percent on this. The same reason Jamie Foxx did it on Joe Rogan's podcast, where he says it was fucking comedy, and he <laughs> does it for a reason to agree with the person who's mad about it. If you think about it, he's not doing it because he's being offensive. He's doing it in the meta joke of this isn't fucking funny. Like it is funny, yeah. but the guy that's doing this is flawed. He doesn't yeah, have he a doesn't fucking even identity. Know, he doesn't know who he, doesn't he know is who at all. He is. He's playing. So a I think pretend to be another dude. who's another dude. That that is a perfect tangent into our next thing that we always talk about, which is who's our favorite character, right? And this is tough because I think we were talking before we started recording, I can or maybe case, even during the recording, I if it didn't catch out earlier. I can make a case for a lot of different characters. Yeah, I don't know which one. <laughs> I was like, did it catch it earlier? We're going to have to do a re-listen and try to, both um, of us try to figure out what we missed. I, I, I feel like I pick a different favorite character every time I watch it. And I, again, part of that is just the way that my brain thinks. It's like, I don't want to pick the character that I'm supposed to. Like, right, if I watch Zoolander, I'm like, my favorite character Billy Zane. is Billy Zane. <laughs> <laughs> I saw that a mile away. Or if I watch Zoolander 2, cool I'm dude. thinking cool Billy dude. Zane. <laughs> yeah. If Was he in there? Was he in Billy Zane? I don't care. I hope so. He better. He's now. If he's not, I saw, I saw it one time. <laughs> one time, and I was like, Billy Zane, if you pop up, you'll save this movie. <laughs> I think he's in Dumber and Dumber 2. Seeing <laughs> <laughs> <Just> everything. But this is everything. But um, I think you can put this into the first impression category. Like the first time you watched it, who okay. was your favorite character? Yeah, that's a good one. So the first time I watched it, I would probably say that Robert Downey Jr. was my favorite character. Okay. Just because I didn't look at it like you were talking with all this stuff about like the whole, you know, His racial stuff or personal life. I just saw a person that was making fun of a method actor. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, he was being this other person that was being played by another person. So he really was. He was the dude playing the dude playing another dude. Right. <laughs> you know, he was, he was on like a, point. He was a he walking was, fucking onion of layers of like, layers of layers. <laughs> and then he was so messed up at the same time that they're like, he's like, I can't tell you because I, I know why I'm doing this, but I can't tell you why I'm doing it. You're right. Just right. Like, and he was like slowly just being peeled back like an onion. Well, he's a, and everyone's dealing with addiction on some level yeah. in that thing. Addicting addicted to being something that they're not. Yeah. Or they and shouldn't be. Yeah, they're they're all trained actors. And he's addicted to being a method actor and he's, he's addicted to being another person. He's yeah. basically hiding from himself. To just putting but another shell or something. The reason that I liked him the first time was just because he did so many things with that character that, you know, <laughs> You go back to the trailers, mm-hmm. and he's that <laughs> priest in Satan's Alley with Tobey Maguire, like so going for funny. the MTV Best Kiss Award or whatever. Well, that was what <laughs> Tobey Maguire was known for. It was like five-time Oscar winner. He's always gets Kurt, the best Kurt, kiss. whatever, and then it was like MTV's Best Kiss Award. Fucking Tobey Maguire. <laughs> so the like Spider Upside Down Spider Man. that like just the trailer part? Like he's playing that character, and he's committing whole like robert Downey jr is committing to being a method actor for that character right and then they show that he's won five oscars and that he's really australian and then that he had like almost 
he didn't just do like a color like a, a blackface thing. He actually went through to like a procedure. Yeah, <laughs> like he had a surgically altered. Like skin even print. when he committed to this role, he like committed so far to where he was like, I have to you know do this just to get in character right and he doesn't drop the character until he does a dvd commentary i never drop character and then i buy the dvd and he's really doing the dvd commentary in in his character it's just a whole meta thing yeah and i think robert commit that's definitely my first favorite and so i'll let you tell me who your first impression favorite was and then i think we could probably say who our favorite was this time watching it I already discussed Robert. I, don't, I can't. It's unfair of me to talk more about Robert, but but I mean, <laughs> yeah. Now I forced you to pick a different person, right? Yeah, it's you're not gonna fair. Pick Jason you Bateman. My you're gonna pick Jason Bateman at the Oscars. Yeah, sitting next to him, sitting next and not to losing Bateman. his fucking like. For the record, that's a valid point. Jason Bateman keeps his shit together. Like he's, you can see that he's like upset that he won that. Like I don't understand what character, like why he's like he's not out. Like he's not giving him. He's not getting up and hugging him. He's like he's like. Fucking fuck you, Robert, and or fucking Kirk. Or he wasn't even in the running for the award, but he's no, like, this he's guy actually, shouldn't win. He looks just as upset as John Voight does, right? From <laughs> Which is great. Like that's like. Uh, that's are you going to do what I did for dodgeball and just pick some, like try and pick somebody that's no, not really no. a main person? No, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, um, I'm trying to figure out. And I was struggling the whole time because I was like, I like Jonah Junior's character, but again, he's too, he's too obvious for, based on what I said earlier, for because I have a lot of. Reasons why I respect him as a as an actor in that time of his life, but um, I don't know. I kind of like Jack Black's character a lot because Oof. the reason I like Solid him is because two. his his <laughs> one, like every one of them goes to. Like I said, I discussed earlier, all have like some sort of level of addiction. Like his is obvious addiction, but his addiction isn't the drugs as much as it is like that's just something for him. You know what I mean? Like yeah. that's you can see like he fucking is popular for a specific character and he feels pigeonholed and you can see that right out of the gate the character he's trying to be in the movie version of this film the original one they're filming when he gets from the helicopter a couple times you can see he's trying to totally play it <laughs> he's a, always a, like oh, no- my ass. well like like in his fatties movies like he's being the same character in different outfits basically you know what i mean like he's not they're all different they're just distinct disting- they're distinguishable like that he's basically spoofing the clumps but at the end of the day they're all farting you know what i mean whereas the character that he plays in this in the tropic thunder oh he's trying to be like uh um if you're watching save it private ryan which character would jack black be in that because he's he would he's he's the guy that's like always a badass and like shooting and he like gets shot and like puts like (laughs) he puts the liquor in his gun yeah yeah he's like tom hanks well, yeah, you go and save the day. I'm gonna sit here and shoot until I die. <laughs> yeah. And it's he's like, trying to be like the overly masculine. Yeah, he's trying whatever. to be that perfect soldier. He's yeah. like, when I get back, I'm gonna buy tickets to the Yankees game, and I'm gonna. And it's like, yeah, no, yeah. you're not getting back from this, buddy. Right, like, right. We all know it. But I like the idea that his character—he's trying to reinvent himself in this movie, and you can see it. But he also is trying to struggle with the idea that like he has all of his comforts, his drugs and or jelly beans or whatever else. But you see him go through withdrawal on this, and then he comes to a point where he's standing in front of like a mountain of like his fucking his addiction, his addiction and he he doesn't cave. You know what I mean? Like he fucking he uses it as a weapon to fucking give it to the bad guys to knock him out for sixteen hours. 
But like, <laughs> but his character like stays in. You know, he has a he has a really solid arc, you know, and you can tell that his character is, has grown a significant amount, despite the fact that he. One of my favorite lines is when he's there are like two lines in a row where he goes, uh, he goes, "Your mother's like a decorous whore." He's tied to the tree, and then like he's like, "Hey guys, I that thing. remember that time when I said your mom's a decorous whore? She's not like that. It's like within seconds." And only Jack can pull off a character like that. Like I can't. Well, he does the imagine. same thing with like when he's going through the withdrawal, where he's like, "God, it's so cold, yeah. and I'm freezing." And, and the like guy's a, like, "Do you want my jacket?" jacket? He's like, "It's and hot. Like, I'm sweating my ass off." About it's hot as balls out here. It's like a desert storm. Right. Right. He shifts through like all these phases of like withdrawal effectively, but the idea that like his character said like does so many things that like. You look at Jack Black as that character. You look at him as all of the fucking characters from the fatties. Then you look at him from School of Rock, and then you see Mr. Tenacious. Well, and D, then he's also got you're the, like, the, the real fuck? life uh, person in this movie, where he's like been arrested for that stuff, and right? he's basically playing a Robert Downey Jr. like type person, where he's like he's a self destructive he, character. He was semi famous, which is which then, is really fucked up. Now that you say that, it's kind of fucking amazing for <laughs> Jr. to be to be able to like every person is laughing at themselves in this movie laughing at like the most extreme version oh, of himself yeah. tom cruise fucking uh matthew mcconaughey like matthew mcconaughey is making wanted, fun of his own fucking agent basically i wanted to pick, i wanted <laughs> to know? pick mcconaughey or tom cruise as one of my favorite like characters so bad but i was like well, we, we gotta can, follow the rules want, we don't have to follow yes. the rules we no, can create we have some no, no. rules it's so, gonna be a main well, what i'm saying person. what i'm saying is we could create a sub rule for this combo to because there's so <laughs> many fucking characters yeah. Who's your sep- who's your favorite side character? Se- not supporting because we did Ooh. not the main cast, but like your Bill Sa- Hader's, your Tom Cruise, your. <laughs> Let's see, I have a list of them. It's uh, McConaughey, you McBride, put, Bill you Hader. McBride in there. I think Brooklyn Decker was in there with no lines. It wasn't Brooklyn Decker. It was some other chick playing a secretary, <laughs> just like Brooklyn. Decker. <laughs> she looked like her. She was like a redhead. I don't. I thought it was it too. <laughs> I was like, that's. Brooklyn but then Decker. I was like, like right next to Tom Cruise is um, when he he's like fiftieth in the fucking list. There's a chick, uh, Minnie, Minnie Anden. It says Grossman's secretary. I think that was okay. Her. Yeah, they, it looks. They look very similar. Like her, but yeah, uh, really the weird. obvious answer would be Tom Cruise. But my honestly, my favorite from day one was Danny McBride. I was about to say Lance Bass. No, <laughs> no, Danny McBride. Jason Bateman. <laughs> about to put some Tiger Bomb on these nuts. This juggles nuts. Danny McBride. It. I think it was the first time I'd really seen him in something too. He he had been in. Like, a couple, because he, he had, like, he's never, at this point, he wasn't doing, like, he's bounded down yet. Well, Pineapple think. Express came out after this. Right, and, and he plays a similar side character. It's a similar thing where he's a side character, but, um... Well, Pineapple Express came out uh, same year. <laughs> oh, that's a, that's a good one. What do you think? What do you, what's the over-under before or after? I'd say one year. It's the same year. I'm just trying to figure out what, because that one was just in August, right? Oh, wait. Holy shit. Was it August? <laughs> it was the same fucking month. Danny McFucking double movies. Bride. I'm sitting there going like, you said the same year. I was like, I'll give it like a year. And they're like, it's Holy the same shit, year, Wit. Danny. It's the same month, Wit. It, it came out the same, same week. fucking week. <laughs> yeah, this says, it says August fucking whatever, like 7th. <laughs> shit, it was like... That's this. awesome. But I, I do remember seeing back to back, I saw Tropic Thunder. Now that you mentioned that it came out that close, I'm pretty sure... I saw Tropic Thunder with both my brothers. Dude, that motherfucker did Drill Bit Taylor that same year, too. Ooh. Danny McBride was just crushing movies. Crushing but this was the first thing that I had really seen him in. And 
he like we were talking about Terry Crews last time and how Terry Crews can steal a scene. Oh, I was gonna try to remember what I saw. Him. Fit, uh, Foot Fist Way is where I saw him first. Foot Fist. That's from two thousand six. Yikes! And he also was in Superbad, Hot Rod. He's all in Superbad right before all that. Yeah, he plays Buddy at party. <laughs> he's not really a mean. Oh, okay. He's like a friend. That of explains him, a lot. The dudes at the party. But anyways, Dan McBride is my favorite side character, mm-hmm. and. It's just, he's got some great lines where he just steals the show. Yeah. And he's playing that guy that's a fanboy that got into the business. And the entire time, like, you know, he's got like a burnt ear and he's missing a pinky. And <laughs> and like, he has some great lines that you know were ad-libbed. You know, that's his oh, style. Yeah. And I think we were talking about it. Like, he has the line where he's like... I almost blinded Jamie Lee Curtis on Freaky Friday. Yeah, how many and I was like, what if he had said something like, I almost blinded uh, Jamie Foxx on Ray, which probably hadn't even come out yet. Right. <laughs> but uh, I was sitting there going like, that would be a hilarious line that it, you know that he threw something out there where it was like, I almost did something to make the person actually be the thing that they were playing in the movie. <laughs> and I was like, kind of wish that he had had one of those, but it was still funnier because... The audience they were going for were people that had grown up on Disney Channel movies. And around this time, it, it was that type of humor. Yeah. And, I mean, it was geared for me as a millennial, which we talk about also every podcast, our ages. But it was geared for me to just laugh and have a good time. Being a millennial. <laughs> I actually really hate being a millennial. Because I, yeah, I don't fit in very well with the millennial generation. That's valid. I'll give you that. I fit in much better with your generation. As a non-millennial, I would say you would fit into my my <laughs> fucking three-year window of generation, whatever the fuck I am in. But yeah, that's my favorite side character. What's your favorite side character? Probably but not Tom Cruise, <laughs> since we, we took him off the board a little bit. Why did we take him off the board? I thought we could totally Because he was him. the obvious answer. We both like to go against the obvious answer. That's valid. That's valid. valid. Um, mine's a kind of a toss-up between Bill Hader and... Ooh. I think I like Bill Hader because, like, I, I think I like his character. <laughs> he has this little bit of arc, too. Like, he's got a slight arc. He doesn't really t- super grow. He's still a bitch at the end. But he sort of, like, he, he kind of stands up without Grossman being around. He kind of is more aggressive and more yeah. like a leader. You can see him, like, eventually. When they're marching that into that first meeting with him. You can see, like, he's not just a yes man. Like, he's a dude who would take Grossman's place had Grossman retired. You know what I mean? Like, I could see him. Easily slipping in. Like, if there was a fucking, few, like, a, a connected universe movie to this, where, like, Grossman has retired years later, and Bill Hader could play, easily slip into a fucking character like that, where he's just as aggressive and just says exactly as a, a, offensive shit. Well, that just tangents smoothly into what we always talk about. Recasting, Recasting or rebooting. rebooting. <laughs> we always talk about something like that. I don't think just, I think every one of the actors in this is still functionally able to pull off a, re- a sequel. Yeah. Every one of them. Yeah, but what would they call it? Uh, I don't know. Whatever something they, lightning. They have to make another. Yeah, they'd have to make another film <laughs> together. Mm. That would be something similar. Thunder rolls and have Garth Brooks sing like a cover of Thunder Rolls in there. But as his uh, fake person that he was going to make that movie as uh, Chris Gaines. Chris Gaines. That would be Chris classic. Gaines covering Thunder oh, Rolls. Oh my god, that'd be so fucking great. <laughs> No, I don't. I mean, I'm, I would because again, every character has a really good arc and also has a really good, well 
established character. Even Jay Burchell's character we're talking about is like he's not he's the one who doesn't get a like the like the it wasn't a trailer per se. It was a commercial for for um, Al Pacino's character for booty sweat. <laughs> Got but, my booty uh, sweat, y'all. <laughs> but like, but either when he's the only one who doesn't get one of those because his character is like you're saying, like sort of like the red shirt type character where he's not. He's a side yeah, Jay co-star that no one really. No one knows his fucking name until the very end when Tuck Speedman. That's like the. That's the. <laughs> he's like his the, name is Sandusky. Kevin. Kevin. It's Kevin Sandusky. He's like. But you know my name. You just said the thing that doesn't age well. His last name should not have been Sandusky. <laughs> that does. That did not age. That name Sandusky. <laughs> <laughs> Very inappropriate to say out loud now. It should have been like my last Fuck, name. It's like his con. name is Kevin. I'm gonna circle back. Davis. My con is they picked the wrong name for that character. And what should the name have been? It should have been any one of the other names that he made up. It should have Just... guessed Sandusky three times and been wrong and offended by it. And then uh, it should have been like I don't Wazowski? know. Mc- like Mike Wazowski. McCluskey was one of them. It's like Monsters Inc. Probably came out around the same Wazowski time. Too. Would have been a good guess. Yeah. I have a I have a I have a similar situation. Like in high school, when I played my sophomore year of high school. The varsity volleyball coach um, could not pronounce my last name, so he kept guessing different things. <laughs> like you call out different shit, like can of soda, cat letter, can of soup. Like he'd say cat all this fucking a good shit. One. <laughs> he'd say all these fucking Copacabana. Don't like give away yell, your last name because we're on a podcast. <laughs> well, the funnier the fun- I gave mine away. Funnier- I said Davis out loud. Oh, you fucked up. That's okay. You just repeated it again too. It's okay. I'm like the only one in the entire world with my name. <laughs> Davis? That's this not a, like a girl that's like, oh, hey, Wit. <laughs> like, <laughs> cheerleader Wit, Whitley. And I'm say, like, oh, were you talking? Oh, you're not talking to me? Like, your no? full name is rare. Your last name, I know, I've known a few people. I think you're like, I know a lot of last names. It's like, it's like Smith, Jones, Davis. <laughs> it's like, mm. <laughs> Okay. Mm, I'm okay past, with it. Unless they're related to you, I think I drove past about four. There's like Davis right <laughs> street right down and past me on the way home. You know what? We'll, <laughs> we'll try to not repeat it in future podcasts. My first name's pretty generic. I mean, I wrote half of the Bible. Let's be clear. Uh, but, uh, well, now I can start saying my whole name. So my so my varsity coach went through all like he just every every time he said my name was a different fucking thing. But then eventually he started running out of C's. And he says like Kansas City. And I go what? My coach doesn't even start with a fucking C. And he goes, and he goes, uh, he's got right at it, right out of C's. I'm, gonna it's like, I'm like, it's aren't like you a geography of, teacher? It's <laughs> like rookie of the year with Henry Rowling Gardner, and it's just like the <laughs> the umpire cannot get the name right. Not the right. umpire, the, the manager. manager. It's not yeah. even the umpire. It's the, it's the manager can't get the name right. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, that was yeah. That's why I liked it. I thought that was funny. Cause so was we've like, established that you have a harder last name than mine. <laughs> And I, I gave say, away mine. You're holding on to yours. Well, I could say Catalier is my last name. But, you, but if you saw it, it down, you would not be able to pronounce it. <laughs> I can't spell it either. <laughs> every every chef I've ever known has been like, like at culinary school is like, Catelier? I'm like, Catelier. If you're a French like, and pretentious, yeah, but I'm like American. I'm going to blame, so I'm gonna blame me giving away my last name on our secondary drink. These are still like bonus episodes, so it's not like a big this deal. This is true. So by the time we release these, people may already know who we are. <gasps> you might want to be famous. <laughs> we'll go back in time. And I think it's I don't think it's a big I think as long as you don't give out addresses and personal and like social security numbers. Yeah, my address safe. is I'm like I mean every celebrity <laughs> but has I can edit it. full name, but they're still safe. Maybe. Yeah. Well, we're not gonna pull like an Iron Man where he's like, by the way, here's my address. Are, everybody already knows that he's Iron Man. He's like, here's my address, come and get me. <laughs> Very dick. <laughs> but I'm gonna blame it on my secondary drink that I went and made a minute ago. The Kentucky Mule. I have, I'm going to finish my beer before I get into it because yeah, I really that, want to enjoy your mule. Finish that hops off. I don't want to go back and forth. Because what we did was we drank a Moscow Mule. 
Which, uh, during the movie, cleansed my internal being with that ginger flavor. That ginger beer just cleaned the palate off. <laughs> Made you solid. feel like diseases were leaving your body. Yeah, well, it's funny because, like, I always think I like to put ginger in, like, tea and stuff, and, like, when I'm, like, you know, feeling like a hippie. <laughs> trying to do some at home remedy. <laughs> like, I don't want to go to the store and buy NyQuil. Yeah, when I feel weird, I'm going to drink like, a Moscow Mule. Sick, but I'm like, I, I can't call out of work. I'm like, fuck it. I'm going to just ginger it up. And so I'm going to ginger it up, put some vodka in there. I'll just drink a bunch of Maybe ginger a things. Spritz of lime. Yeah. <laughs> call it a, call yeah, it a day. Throw, throw some mint at it or something. But uh, I think last time we were going to make a mixed drink, but I always just drink my bourbons straight or neat or. Oh, there's nothing wrong with that. I think, what I think we should do. This is going on the record because we're recording right now. Yeah, we are. Uh, <laughs> is, is it working? Last time I said that, it wasn't. <laughs> you know, uh, start over three hours ago. Just start over. But what I was trying to get at was, uh, I think we should, if we get when we get a new bourbon, first thing we do is straight it or knead it, whatever. Because yeah. we need to be able to fucking see what we it tastes like first. Rocks. <laughs> yeah. Then eventually we get into the mixies. Mixies. But this is your mix with the four roses. Continue. Did. Continue with what you you constructed here. Ah, yes. Kentucky Mule. Uh, it's basically ginger beer and bourbon mm-hmm. with lime. And we had the Moscow version, which is basically what's the base of this type of drink, which was the vodka and ginger beer. Mm-hmm. And, I mean, it's good, but it, it definitely has... It's mostly ginger beer flavor. Whereas... I, will, I like this one better. Kentucky... I mean, I already like bourbon more than vodka because it has more flavors to it. It yeah. has that. Well, vodka to me, if it tastes like something, it's not good. <laughs> like literally, I was taught by like a lot of like there's a my favorite beer or vodka is Russian Standard, but I used to be like, oh, drink a bunch of different like let's try or all the vodka Stoli or fucking Grey Goose or whatever. And if it, you can smell if it smells gasoliney, it's garbage. If you can't smell it, mm. it's good. Like it's funny because like I was taught this. Uh, right before fucking Iron Man 2 came out. And then, right then, like, I was like, hey, there, my, my friend's like, hey, try, I gotta try this this Russian standard. It's like, it's like a wolf fighting a, an eagle as their symbol. It's pretty badass. Nice. But that's the, uh, so, it's also like a, like a Grey Goose level vodka, right? Mm-hmm. Like, it's a decent shelf vodka. Well, here we are with fucking Mickey Rourke wandering around a beat ass fucking apartment in Moscow. Lugging a big Drinking ass that bottle of that bottle. exact <laughs> yeah. It's like, that bottle, it's everybody. Like, it's like seeing somebody in like a whatever, just walking around with a sky vodka. <laughs> like something like it's a like high... the first time that you see a like Santa nobody... Claus at the mall and <laughs> he has a real a... beard. It's like, <gasps> that guy's committed. He grew well, a beard it's like, out. <laughs> it's like a guy rolls out of a fucking homeless, like a homeless guy rolls out of a tent and then gets in a fucking Lamborghini. You know what I mean, it's like that doesn't happen. You don't. But no, something this doesn't ma- match. <laughs> this Kentucky version is better just because, I mean, Whiskies and bourbons are basically a vodka type drink it's, to start with like the moonshine. A, it's got like a sweeter, like it pulls out this, like a sweeter. Yeah. Note well, I mean, because as I was, I was trying to say, like when they make a whiskey or something that eventually becomes a bourbon, mm-hmm. it's basically a vodka or a moonshine type of drink that they then put into a barrel that they have like charred and like given it all this, like they burnt the sugars that naturally uh, like live in the wood. The My Heart Browning of the sugars. Oh. Sorry, that was... Look at you bringing out the chef Chef talk. nerds. <laughs> chef nerd talk. You beat me to it. I was about to like be like, My Heart Browning. <laughs> Sorry, and, I stole uh, that. He stole stole that. Baker, Baker talk. <laughs> but yeah, so it I takes do, that... I do do a little bit of Baker speak. So you got a little bit. 
But uh, it takes those flavors and it takes that. That's where it gets some of the smokiness, which is mm-hmm. similar to like a scotch. Yeah. And it gets that caramel like sweetness. Yeah. And that's also where it gets the color. It yeah. takes all those things and it just sits there for like five to 10 to 20 years, you know, however long they want to leave it in there to get as much flavor into it as they want. And yeah. we're using Four Roses again, which is already a blend of four other bourbons. So it's a little bit sweeter. You know, some bourbons have a big bite to them. But, uh, I, th- I think Four Roses is one of the best ones to do mixed drinks with, which is one yeah. reason why I wanted to see the difference between a traditional Moscow and a Kentucky. Yeah. Because then you can you, you have tasted one flavor, and now you're going to the next one. I mean, it's it's diff- it's fairly night and day, Yeah, honestly. So now we have to I put mean, in a movie ginger that's and serious. Limey, but... So we have to go from comedy to serious movie and put it on. <laughs> or you just watch Deliverance because you made a Kentucky. <laughs> Wait, that's not that's in Georgia, isn't it? Well, John Voight was in this movie. We could get there. Mm. <laughs> we could find a way to get there. Or one of us just plays a banjo or something. <laughs> but uh, but yeah, no, I'm a fan. I like it. I like it. Call good, good choice. So what was our next? So oh, where, where, where were we? Where were we? Were we in between we? things, or were we done we were, with the topic? Well, we had been talking about rebooting and our favorite characters, oh, favorite right. side character. Right. So yeah, a sequel. And I blamed me saying stuff because of my second drink. <laughs> right. No, that's fine. What it if... was just so delicious that I got <laughs> sidetracked and forgot to like withhold stuff. Right. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, you know what? It's fine. <laughs> right. <laughs> this will be the time that I remember it. But uh, <laughs> but um, we're talking about our favorite characters, favorite side character, and really, what I started with was that I have a different favorite every other time or so I watch this movie because there's so many good characters. And I think tonight when I was watching it, my favorite character, uh, I think I got to go with Ben Stiller. Yeah. Because his character has not necessarily the biggest arc that he goes through. Yeah. But, he is trying so hard to be that Sylvester Stallone, to be that Arnold Schwarzenegger. Well, like, he almost doesn't. That's why, I like, another thing about it, like, he almost doesn't get an arc, right? Yeah. Because when, by the time everyone's already pretty much gone through their arc... He's uh, stuck in La La I'm a Rooster Illusion. <laughs> <laughs> he literally says... And, and then Jay Baruchel's just like... <laughs> Fuck it. Fuck it. He says, fuck it. Fuck it. Him. Let's get him out of here. Yeah. Like, we'll get him figured like, out Jay when Bruchel we get back. has gotten through his arc... Right before that, fucking uh, Diamond Junior's character has pulled off his fucking. His, <laughs> I'm not. So, so, like, and Jack Black has already like done the whole drug Jack Black thing. Stopped doing drugs. He's like, we only have 16 <laughs> hours. Before, yeah, so before they can that. wake up and catch us. Yeah, it's everyone's like, pretty much moved through their arcs except for him, and then he doesn't go through it in the moment you think you think. Oh, he's gonna fucking everyone else. But he literally it. has to get then blown he, up. Then he's a rooster illusion. <laughs> he's for another I'm a rooster. He doesn't. Illusion. The moment though. Is interesting for him though, his uh, ben, ben Stiller's character because the arc kind of doesn't happen until right before he gets blown up. Right, he gets blown up, but it really kind of solidifies when he mm-hmm. when the little Asian kid starts stabbing him <laughs> a bunch of times. <laughs> well, and he has to throw him into the water, and they do it because he thinks that he has con- he has been like a thing. That's like the that's like, like the brainwashed. That's like the final the shedding tribe. of his skin, if you will, of that like who he was in the jungle and this whole. 
experience he just fucking went through because he thought he convinced himself that this kid loved him. Yeah. That he had and, adopted a child. And he starts to come back because they literally get blown up. Yeah. Which literally can be loosely taken because this is a movie about the people that were going to make the movie. It's like... An Inception type thing, but with comedy. Mm-hmm. It is. <laughs> it's like, it's well, man, uh, this is a movie about the people man. that were making a movie, so it's yeah. really. We're watching a movie where are that, we? that, and then this movie that we're watching turns into a documentary version yeah. of the movie, which wins an Oscar. Which somehow. wins an Oscar. <laughs> which I'm going to write down Oscars. <laughs> but um, yeah, and like they get blown up, and then. Every character that was in the beginning, like they had this super serious scene where they tried to make it look like it was a one shot take because it was almost putting together a movie as they were making it. And uh, I think Jack Black has the exact same line that he said accidentally in the he's first one because he's like stuck in the. He's like, oh, my ass hurts. And like, yeah. then he's like, oh, my ass. It's yeah. like, well, that's the same line. And then it's like, we gotta get. Sandal man, to the, like yeah. he doesn't, he can't say the name right, and like he's like, we gotta get him to the chopper, and he's like, it's Sandusky, and then he finally just snaps too, and he's come full circle, three sixty, and he's like, it's Sandusky, it's the child molester from Penn State. Sorry, <laughs> I wasn't gonna say it. You said it. I definitely said it. I mean, we all know why it didn't age very oh, well. That's why it didn't age. <laughs> However, you know, he gets the name right and everything, yeah. so like that's that whole arc and that circle and then he still tries to stay and right. then he realizes very quickly that he's like oh yeah i probably should have stuck with yes. these guys right he thinks <laughs> so, at least his little half squat little half squat came with him but uh they chucked him over a bridge and throws him and they blew up the bridge and i mean it was just this time watching it I, I really liked the ben stiller character especially after watching dodgeball and then leading into it yeah. Like, did you have a different favorite character than Jack Black this time around? Um, it's okay if you didn't. I like Jay Burchell's character a lot. I like that he... That was going to be he Ryan's is, he is character. The, no, he's his Al Pacino. Last but, uh, name withheld for Ryan. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, he was going to pick Al Pacino. <laughs> well, I, I, was gonna, I was thinking about Al Pacino, but I, I kind of like, like Jay Burchell for this one. Because I, I paid more attention to him this time than the last couple of times I watched mm-hmm. it. And I like I like that his character reminds me of uh, a similar arc that uh, Justin Long's character went through. He's the yeah you he's picked the, Justin Long the, last he, time. He's the character that no one he's the underdog character, right? He's like the character that no one knows his name. His character gets gutted in the fucking movie, <laughs> and like he's like, ah, I think I can put it back in, and like like what, is what am I what looking, looking at? at? <laughs> like it's just like fucking like he's looking at a spleen. <laughs> but like the idea it's, it's literally just spaghetti noodles spaghetti and like a spaghetti. and like spaghettios <laughs> yeah, it's like uh, any type of canned big. pasta just yeah, throw it in there it's a, it's a small intestine pasta spilling at him but like I like that his character um is kind of the glue that keeps both factions together right so like he understands that not only is Tuck Speedman's fucking losing his shit oh your timer worked this time Hold on, let's see if you can guess what this is. Oh, why'd it get quiet all of a sudden? <laughs> is this not like the pl- song is, I thought it was. Is this from, like, Platoon? No. <laughs> it's like... No, this is from a very specific part of this movie. Mm. It's from one of the... 
movies within the movie in that trailer. Is this from Satan's Alley? Yes. <laughs> this is a soundtrack of oh, Tropic Thunder. Gosh. And this is... Uh, the Satan's Alley track. The Satan's Alley, Alley like, like soundtrack theme song. <laughs> but I was hoping it would be the other I one. I mean, that just shows that I never pay attention to the music. Well, this wasn't as... <laughs> like, the scene where they're like... He's touching the rosary and shit. That's a different song. Oh, gosh. I thought it was going to be that song, but I don't remember the name. And I wanted to, like, play during... I got to plan these more in advance instead of during the recording. <laughs> so is that an hour and a half, or is that the hour that 14 is, that uh, I requested? That is 1 o'clock in the morning. Uh, that was an hour... We're at an hour and six minutes. Hmm. So we're, like, seven minutes shy of our original, like, original catching on the time. Catching on the time, <laughs> yeah. Because an hour and 14 is a solid time slot. Right. Well, last time, last time I did a, it was like an hour fourteen, sort of hour fifty four, hour and thirty. <laughs> like we haven't decided how long we want the podcast to be. Yeah, it'll be a different length every time. It'll be a surprise. <laughs> yeah, like like uh, ninety minutes was like a it's like a standard one for a lot of podcasts, but a lot of people end them at fucking an hour or ninety minutes. And we're like, no, we're gonna keep talking. It's just it's just a reminder as long as we want. that we've been talking for a fucking while. <laughs> It's been at least an hour. And then if one of us' wives is like, come on. Yeah. That's the time to go. Ooh, has my phone gone off? <laughs> nope. But, um, no text, we're good. <laughs> no text, we're good. <laughs> Keep talking. Um, but I think that sends us straight into, you know, you have favorite characters, you have favorite scenes that you can practically quote the whole scene. And yeah. I think we started to do that with Jack Black's character. <laughs> There's a fucking shitload of really good jokes in this. Like, really funny fucking jokes. Well, I mean, it's Justin Thoreau helped write it, or he did write it with Ben Stiller, I think. Well, We're verifying. He's bringing out the IMDb. That would be an interesting piece of trivia, if that's true. Justin, yeah, I think Justin Thoreau. Writers Justin Thoreau. Who helped and, him with Zoolander. And four others. And four. What? Ben Stiller, Justin Thoreau, uh, and then Jack Black. Whoa, it says, uh, so Justin Thoreau, Ben Stiller, Eden Cohen... Ben Stiller again. Cohen brother. What? Ben Stiller wrote it twice. <laughs> he wrote the script and the screenplay. Well, yeah, like why would I feel like they're mm. they're there? Ben Stiller, Ben Stiller. Ben Cohen, <laughs> Cohen the screenplay, Ben Stiller and Justin Thoreau with the story. But yeah, I mean like it, it's one of those things, things where Justin Thoreau is he's not really ever a leading man in anything. He, maybe in one or two things here he's and been there. He's a couple leading characters, but he's typically a He's, he's typically a, villain, a, side a side character, character or a villain, or and he's the DJ in Zoolander. <laughs> that good range, though. I give Justin some good range. Justin throws. I mean, he's the lapel guy in uh, Last Jedi. Look it up. IMDb, that the, shit. What do you mean lapel guy? What the fuck does that even mean? Remember they go to the casino planet looking for the guy. He's like, oh, be, yeah, he's the guy. And, they, and like, he's the, Ma, he's the, Maz is like, he'll be wearing a red lapel. He's the one who they think, or yeah, he's wearing a red And he uh, is the guy they were flower. supposed to find, but like. Yeah, they think he's the guy, but he's. But that's Justin Thoreau. Yeah. Like, no, I got, I remember that. Yeah. He has range just with his. Meant, his I thought body you meant that was like the name of his character. I'm like, that can't be the lapel guy. It's <laughs> it's lapel guy. Look at he's going to be called lapel guy. It's going to be like, mm. The bell, like, dude. There's no way that's right. But um, he has range just with his physicality. Like he changes. He he wears crazy costumes. Like and he, wig, but or, he yeah. writes a ton of stuff. Like he, I think he helped write Zoolander. He was in Joker. When was he in Joker? He is on stage going and shaking. Yeah, around yeah, 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 yeah. He's the com- <laughs> Ethan Chase's character. Is he? He's another comedian. 
But he's always in a bunch of stuff. He helps write things. He likes darker things. Master Codebreaker is actually his title in that movie. Master so he was Co- so he was the That's who they're dude. looking for. It's definitely not <laughs> lapel dude. <laughs> but um <laughs> That's like instead of like that's like uh, Warwick Davis playing an Ewok and you're like, he's like the fuzzy bear guy. <laughs> He's the fuzzy he's not dog. fuzzy bear guy. He he's looks a fucking Ewok. He, he's, a dog. He, he's like a dog guy. It's like whoa. It's like if a it's bear and a dog. Like I can't wait for Ryan it's to like get here. Like a chihuahua here. and a bear. Can't wait for Ryan to get here so we can do some like major movie that's like in the very middle of a franchise. It's just be like, right. you know what? Ryan's here. We're gonna go ahead and start off with uh, Thor Ragnarok. That was a pretty good. How did you? Did you? When did you find out that Thoreau wrote this? I didn't know he did uh, throw... 2008 when I watched the credits. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> You're full of shit. You didn't rest the credits. I didn't know who he was in 2008, but I learned it a couple years ago. And I mean, he's got a solid... I mean, Thoreau's got a solid... When player. I started like down. following him... Was, was he married to Jennifer Aniston or dating her? It depends on which People magazine you bought, I think. I don't buy them. <laughs> kind of walk past them and go on <laughs> My mom used to, my mom like used to subscribe to them. Depends what people magazine. And, and like I'm sitting there like Us. like I go into like her house. And I'm like, oh look, a People magazine. What's happening in June 2018? Yeah, right. <laughs> like it's still here. It's two years later. It's the same People magazine. What's, mom. The, what's the gossip? <laughs> oh look, what's uh, Prince up to now? What's Prince Harry doing? Is he still yeah. a prince? Did he? <laughs> Did he like say fuck Did, off? Uh, I don't know, but. It's one of those things where I started seeing his name pop up a lot more often, probably because he was dating Jennifer Aniston, (laughs) and started realizing all the stuff that he had made and helped write, and I saw that this was one of them, and Zoolander, and um, uh, what's that Paul Rudd movie uh, where it's him and Jennifer Aniston? Wonderlust? Wonderlust? Wonderlust, yeah, that was, yeah. Yep, I think he helped write that, and he was... He always has that side character, which I think that shows... In Tropic Thunder, that the side characters are all scene stealing. He's done type six characters. He's got writing credits on shit. Wow. Damn, Justin. He he um, writes. So he wrote Zoolander two. Oh, that's upcoming projects. No, <laughs> Zoolander three. <laughs> oh, he has two upcoming projects separately from writer, but he's got writing credits six. So he's got Zoolander two. He wrote Tropic Thunder. What? Did they make another movie? With Tropic Thunder? He wrote a... It says, it's probably some kind of deleted scene making It of. says behind... <laughs> so this is this is how fucking skilled this motherfucker is. I didn't even know this existed. And we need to watch this as a follow-up or maybe just decide another situation. <laughs> There's apparently a behind-the-scenes mockumentary of Tropic Thunder called Tropic Thunder Reign of Madness. Also made in 2008. Well, it's got to be the making of... Tropic Thunder, like right. that they would release on the DVD. Well, I don't know. It doesn't say it separates it out. You never see a DVD extra thing separate out in IMDb as another whole fucking entity. Mm, I think I've seen that before, but maybe that's a very 2008 type of thing. It's probably on like Juno. 30 minute one, yeah. <laughs> it's probably on Juno. It's like the making of Juno, a whole nother movie. <laughs> but he like plays as a character in it. He's played up, he's a character called uh, John Jurgen. It says a 30-minute making of documentary spoof features John Jurgen, Justin Thoreau, an eccentric German director, as he chronicles the troubled production of Tropic Thunder. First of all, this whole thing is an obvious homage to and parody of Hearts of Darkness. That's awesome. Infamous documentary covered a chaotic production Apocalypse Now. <laughs> Just fucking genius. God damn, Justin. But uh, yeah, it's it's uh, 
It's really. It seems. Cool. We should watch. I haven't seen that. Let me watch that. <laughs> yeah. I'm pissed that well, now we have to make sure we find the DVD somewhere. We, we wrote, rented it tonight. He also wrote the screenplay for Rock of Ages, the movie version well, of that yeah. musical. So he adapted a screenplay. And I bet you one. Here's a trivia bit. Did you know he wrote Iron Man two? He wrote the whole thing, or he wrote helped the screenplay. Write? Justin Thoreau. That's yeah. Yeah, show me the right thing, not the well, Joseph Gordon. There's four Gordon others, movie. but he's the first one. So it's him and then Stan Lee. Well, Stan Lee's just like for the characters, and then it's Jack Kirby, <laughs> also for characters, and Larry Lieber and Don Heck, all Marvel comic book characters. I think so. He wrote the screenplay for Iron Man two, based off of comics from all the other hmm. guys. Well done. Yeah, I did not know Justin that. Thoreau. That ties into our fucking Marvel shit. Damn you, Justin! <laughs> Dang it! We always have to talk about Marvel every at time some I think, point. I mean, I like Justin. Every time I think of something, I'm, I'm I find some new shit that I think is pretty fucking hilarious. <laughs> he wrote the the Metro Man song for uh, Megamind. Oh gosh, he wrote the song. <laughs> there are so many. I mean, he's done soundtracks and shit. This guy's so many movies that just pop up from going and watching a movie that has this many characters and actors in it, and yeah. It just so again, it's a who's who of fucking badass actors. That's for sure. Yeah, I mean, it's another A list of <laughs> of actors. Yeah, the entire like it stars A list actors that build themselves as fucking B actors. Like, an and they even blow up Steve Coogan. In, they like, do the first that I think minutes. is also pretty ballsy. Taking the director of the film they're making and give him such a like a centralized. Like he's fleshed he's, out. He's the reason why they're going into the jungle, and he has an arc too. Like he, his character is a pushover and not the best director, and he gets punched in the face by a key grip because fucking Tom Cruise's <laughs> character. Tom Cruise. Tom Cruise makes him. Fu- who who here's who's a grip? Who? Okay, I want you to punch him in the face as hard as you fucking can. Feels <laughs> like sorry, buddy. He's like sorry. He fucking blasts him. <laughs> but like the idea that he's like the funny part about that is you think of the director as like. The fucking... The dude. The dude. The guy who runs the fucking movie. Everyone kisses that guy's ass. He's running the show. Everyone... Whatever. But this kind of throws that there's more... There's a guy... There's always a bigger fish, right? Yeah. And his character, as much as he's a director, he's not in control of any of the actors. They're just walking all over him. Everyone's walking over him. The fucking makeup girl runs into the scene. And he's like, get out of the fucking shot! Like, he's pissed because <laughs> they're going to drop fucking bombs. And, and pyrotechnics a minute later... Well, and, and now today, like, these days... And then days, he's in the movie for another ten minutes and they blow him up. Well, and then these days, like, all these directors, like, I mean, they are all very good. Like, most of the time I see a director that's making some movie and I'm like, oh, wow, that could be really good. You we have know? a shitload of respect for directors because they, they, you but think then, of them as the reason the movie is good. And then the movie doesn't land fully. And I think my favorite instance of this lately was Ron Howard. You know, right. he, he did not do what most directors these days do. Like, most directors are like, well, the studio made me cut this and do that. And it's like, just fight. Like, did you not fight for it? Like, how hard did you try and make sure that you got, like, your vision in there? Right. Well, And Ron like- Howard basically sat there and he said, it's the best movie. It's, like, it's made the most money of any movie I've ever made. For what? And for for uh, Solo. Yeah. Okay. And, I figured and he had a great time making it. It's Ron Howard. And there's about a... 50 fucking Apollo movies. What are you talking about? Apollo 13. Talking really, about really, flopped, really flopped. Well, really flopped. Tom Hanks just to, couldn't hold it. They really wanted to put lightsabers in there, and I just fought against it. <laughs> <laughs> but, like, 
He owned it up. He owned up, and he said, "You know, like it was a tough project. It was he took it over was already an a tough project. thing to get people to come see because who knows if you want to see this movie? And they and miscast. They miscast Solo, but you know that guy. That he did better than I thought he would. Yeah, but and I still like that movie. He he created a. a I'll give you this. If you were to like reboot Star Wars, which no one will ever fucking, no one would let if it happen. They do that, then then we're fine because he's me and creating, you will be eighty years old. <laughs> well, I just mean in general, like he created a a version of Han Solo that I liked, mm-hmm. but I did not think of him as Harrison, Harrison Ford's Ford. version. No, and I mean, I like the movie. I like the Solo movie, and again, we're usually one of the two people that go to see a movie like that. We walk out, we're like. Pretty good, but movie. it's like, well, yeah, well, <laughs> theoretically, yeah. Well, then again, I loved Rogue One, but Rogue One was purposely a one-off to fucking fix a, you know, fucking to flaw. fill in some gaps, yeah. fill in some gaps in there. But Solo was supposed to be an origin of a character that has Already a six fucking and... movie arc that still yeah. existed, and then made more another movie after two yeah. other fucking movies after. Basically, yeah. he was in all three, and like of the new ones, and the idea that they. I just don't understand why they cat. They didn't even change his hair. That's the part that's fucked up. They gave him like his hair went from fucking brown to blonde in eight like ten years. Like Is it I don't. Blonde? It was a lot. It was lighter tan at the at the worst. Well, the cameras in the seventies didn't really pick up the right heat. <laughs> uh, his hair was fucking dark brown. The new the replacement one, the younger one. I liked him. He had a couple. He had a, some of the good well, quirks, dark brown in the just, new one, and then he gets older, and you start losing pigmentation. He's not an alien; he's a human. The, the idea that you're playing a younger version of an existing mega character, not just yeah. like a fucking, not just like a character that's people tough. aren't familiar with, but like an established character f- that spans fucking decades of of canon and existence, and it was always fan gonna worship. Be, always going to be tough, and the idea that they couldn't even. Be bothered to put continuity into it with his hair or some sort but, of whatever. I mean, what I was trying to say with it is, but that I will give you this: Ron Howard saved work. that fucking. Ron Howard saved it, but movie. he also owned it that it didn't it didn't perform the way they wanted it to. And yeah, because a I lot of it. directors these days, and you're seeing it now. With the whole, a lot of hurdles to jump. I mean, over. and and it's a little bit different with what I was about to say: the Snyder cut of Justice League is a little bit different because Snyder did have to step away. Because of personal issues and stuff changed with Whedon coming in, but like even like yeah, that's like two fucking even even the guy jo- uh, that's kind of the Frank- opposite of what you just suggested. Whedon had already established himself as a functionally good actor or director with the Iron Man or the Captain America. I'm sorry, <laughs> Avengers. Avengers movies. If I can speak where correctly, <laughs> just name every single. Yeah, one I'll get to it. I'm gonna order. I'll Captain name America. all Avengers. the members. So Iron Man <laughs> hangs out with Captain America. Oh, Avengers! There we go. <laughs> <laughs> but he already, he already did, in my in our opinion, really good fucking Avengers films. Yeah, and I think that WB was trying. So they were to, like, "You're gonna do a great bet, uh, Justice League." Well, they like, were trying to interject the things that worked for Marvel when they had an opportunity because Snyder had to step away. They were like, "Let's just go ahead and get Whedon in here, yeah, and he'll fix it." But what I was trying to say, what I was trying to say, was that most. Directors, I mean, I've seen, I think in the news the last three days, like, especially with the DC directors, they all sit there and go like, well, I mean, the studio took over my movie and they changed it. Like, Birds of Prey said it, Suicide Squad said it, it, Snyder's now saying it. The only one that isn't saying it is like James Wan with Aquaman. (laughs) And he's like, I made my movie. It was fun. 
and we got away with it. We're gonna reserve. <laughs> I stole from a lot of other stuff, seven, but I got away seven with other it. Fucking when you make a Fast and Furious <laughs> movie first, you're like, I can do whatever I want. That's the funny part. He, the only thing I didn't see him steal in this fucking movie was some Fast, Fast and Furious. Furious. Fucking, like I was expecting <laughs> some fucking expensive cars. But like that. they're all saying, like it's it's just. It, that's the generation of the director there is now. It's like, well, I mean, it's not my fault. It's the studio's fault. It's, and, easy, to, it's easy to pitch that, yeah. And some of that, you know, if when we see these new cuts of movies, if they are better, then we will agree with that. You know, right. but until you see it, it's almost like an I got to see it to believe it type of thing. Well, we're starting to see we are benefiting from a generation of what are the... Okay, you can talk shit about social media all you want, but I will give it this. There is a significant amount of change that is Hollywood has actually listened to fucking fans for a lot of things. For example, Snyder Cut. Again, I'm, I want to see it just because just I like watching a car accident here and there. Cause like, well, and because it's a superhero movie. It's a superhero movie. At the end of the day. It's, it's not just superhero movies, but it's, it's a, my... Uh, other than my, it's my DC world... My favorite superheroes. All of them Batman. are the fucking ones I want to see. Batman, Superman. And, but the idea that Wonder like Woman. there's an opportunity for that movie to have been made differently, longer, and better would be great. Granted, he already made Batman vs. Superman and owned that entire bitch, and I was not happy with it. I liked Man of Steel, so well, it's like... And if you watch the... Maybe uh, every other movie. It's like every... He's leapfrogging. If you watch the Justice Cut or whatever they called it, like of Batman vs. Superman... It really does flesh out a lot. And it's one of those things where you're like, okay, the studio said you have to have it in this time frame. And right. Snyder did have some stuff in that, I can't even remember what they called it, but it was basically a director's cut of Batman vs. Superman. And it has like eight or nine, maybe even ten extra little scenes or extensions of scenes yeah. that make it make a lot more sense. The only thing that still does not hold up at all is the whole Martha thing. But at the same time, Marvel was basically doing the Martha thing with Bucky for like seven years. It doesn't. None They're of like, that, all they had to do was say Bucky, and I was like a seven-year-old kid in New York. Right. And it's like, well, okay, that's where they were trying to go but that's with not it, but they didn't from, flesh it out. That makes sense with Captain America because that's closure, right? But like the idea that like first Superman's mom is still alive, <laughs> you know, she's the one who's being kid, right? And the fact that he like. <laughs> Like, here's the thing. In the comics, they both know their moms are named Martha because they know each other for fucking 30 years before Batman, Superman finally dies. Like, yeah, but they know... The, where's the origin of the where they figured out that they're named? But that's the problem. They fucking rushed Bat Superman to death in that movie. Like, the first movie they team up, he's dead. What, why fucking yeah. play your ace, right? Why kill the suspense right out of the gate? Why throw that in the garbage, you know? And the idea that if he chooses to make that... Right, happen, and then he's like, "Oh, I have so much better stuff for Justice League." I'm like, "You should have made fucking Justice League before you made fucking Batman vs Superman." You should have. Like, how are you gonna? They need to have an established relationship. Well, they really might as well have just made Aquaman, the Flash, Wonder Woman, like all, like just like Marvel did. I mean, Marvel made most. They should have. The they Avengers were afraid to be like, "Oh, we're copying Marvel," but you're like, I think all of them. But here's the problem: they didn't want to go into the problem of you're gonna follow. Marvel's fucking formula, but you stole a Marvel director to try to fucking patch up a bullshit movie last minute and shove it together to shove it out to the masses. And you ignored the biggest thing that Marvel's good at is giving a fuck about what the fans want. Yeah. Is listening to the fans and going, 
the fans will talk shit about your flaws. They will say Mickey Rourke sucked as a villain. And you'd be like, all right, he's not going to be. He's dead. <laughs> I can believe really, like, Well, I mean. Like, like, The Hulk is a great movie. But at the end of the day, they like. The only thing that comes out of that movie are is, is Ross. But they didn't even connect him, really, to the same style of character. He's not wearing a uniform anymore. He's in a fucking suit. Yeah. He's a whole yeah. different. Like, that's so far in his past. Well, and the post-credit scene where they're making I mean, a team. Granted, you know, at the time, Danny they were, was there. Did they, they didn't get the rights. Universal still had hang, hang on to certain things. They had to like license characters out, not just like storylines and shit. Like they can't really totally take the whole fucking plot because it still belonged to Universal, but it doesn't anymore. So, but either <laughs> not way, anymore. It's going to be on Disney Plus next. That, <laughs> the idea that like Marvel fleshes out characters solidly and gives you backstory solidly and. Even within the movies, the side characters get some backstory and get some air time and some, like, give a fuck about this character time. Even yeah. if, like, your your War Machines don't get an into You're not going to watch a War Machine movie, right? But he's been in fucking all these fucking movies, so you know who he is. And you've seen him differently in arc and grow and be a different character. And when he gets zapped in fucking Civil War, you give a shit. You're like, fuck! <laughs> catch him, motherfucker! Like, <laughs> but the idea that... <laughs> He's a side character and you care. Even he didn't have his own movie, but he might as well have. Because your brain can go, I can take all of the parts of all these movies, even the roadie one, and jam him into a character. No, he's been in effectively a movie. Yeah. Right? And then you got your Thor. Gives, all the main guys get their own shit, but, they, but you know who they are before they get to team up. And even when they team up, it's you can see their struggle and you give a shit about why they struggle. There's so many unanswered questions in Batman vs. Superman of when you see the character for the first time that never really get answered. Why yeah. is Batman 50 fucking nine years old? <laughs> Why is Robin fucking gone with a ha-ha spray paint on his chest? Why is there... There's so many answers... There's so many questions that never really get answered. They just get... Yeah. And then and then they rush in the, oh, we found a fucking uh, computer file that the fucking villain had. Oh, well, yeah, Lex Luthor With every one of time. the characters. He had their symbols... Well, he created their symbols. Then they kept them? Like, <laughs> Batman already had a symbol, and they was like, here's Batman, here's Wonder Woman's symbol, here's Aquaman. They're all the, refi- the Flash. The Flash, he's, he's not even called the Flash yet in that video. He's a kid in a fucking yeah, it's gas like, station. Mm, it's just, he's really fast. <laughs> yeah. So, like, that's the part. It's just it's just too much, too quick, too fucking retarded. Gosh, how did we how did we get here? What was I talking about? <laughs> I, good actor, or good directors. Good directors. We're talking about Steve Coogan's character... Not oh yeah, 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 yeah! The fucking dominant force that most movies you think a, a director is in a movie. Yeah, because you were talking about him being weak and like being like it's not my fault and like if you just let me make the movie I want to make, or, mm-hmm. you know. And I feel like and that is hitting. Tells him the, that is hitting the could nail. Just get him in the fucking real world and the real <laughs> Nick shit. Nul- Put him in the shit. Nick Nolte playing the exact same character from Hulk. <laughs> Pretty much, God. Except for he didn't blow up weirdly at the end or some whatever the fuck happened to him. We'll watch that one. Eventually. I still can't believe that's an Ang Lee fucking movie. Yeah, that yeah. blows my mind. Ang Lee's a really good fucking director. Yeah. This plays into what we're just talking about. What the fuck, Ang Lee? Well, and again... You had mutant dogs for no reason in that fucking movie. Well, that, that movie... Hulk dogs. There were Hulk dogs! So that movie came out when I was like... Uh, 12? Seven. <laughs> Seven and a half. And, and I'm pissed because Eric Bana was... What a waste... Eric Bana is such a good actor and a good fit for that character. He would have been, but we—I mean, if Eric Bana had been recast, it wasn't the, the time one, for that. And the Hulk has a hard time carrying his own movie for some reason. Well, I like. Legally, them. he wasn't allowed to. 
That's true. But I, I like the Incredible Hulk. I, we talked about it a little bit, but I mean... I like Ed Norton. I like Ed Norton in that. I, like, I think he carries that character really well. And he was supposed to be in the Avengers, but something came up where he didn't get enough creative control. He wanted he wanted more money and creative control. He gave it to Mark Ruffalo, who's like his best friend ever. Yeah. He's like, just, you do it. He and he, I, I, that's, that's why I, I didn't end up hating Ed Norton after that. Because I was like, that's pretty honorable. Like, if you wanted to do a thing and they wouldn't let you do the thing, it's a, it's a bit extreme for an actor to be pissed and want to have full creative control over a character. Yeah. Uh, and then, like, in that way. Well, especially when... And that, that leads us a little bit, like, you're talking about having that control of the character. We've already talked about our favorite characters, but last time we talked, we talked about Ben Stiller, who also helped write this movie. Yeah. <laughs> like, we got to... We got to bring it all back full circle to Tropic Thunder. Yeah, no, no, and yeah. and he does such a good job on developing those characters. I feel like Ben Stiller's ben Stiller writing for this. It, it, he also directed direct it. Yeah. This, yeah, it's very similar to the Cable Guy, <laughs> <laughs> except for that he didn't write the Cable Guy. But I feel like you know Ben Stiller does such a good job of fleshing out characters and making things work. And like I think that's why the arcs come around is probably because of Ben Stiller. Thoreau probably is the person who came up with the story. He's like, what if we made a movie? Jeez, I forgot uh, Jack Black was in Cable Guy. Yeah. He played, he's like Matthew Broderick's best friend. Yeah. <laughs> but Thoreau probably came in there with the idea. He's like, you know, what if we made a movie about people making a movie? Yeah. And then Ben Stiller was like, I'm listening. <laughs> and he was like, and it's a war movie. And he's like, Go on. Go on. <laughs> and he's like, and there's like this guy that's a macho man, but at the same are you, are you time he's not. He's really, right now? <laughs> I'm trying. If Justin Thoreau listens to this and this is job. how it happens. That's how, then, he sounds, that's how he sounds like I met him. This is how it is. <laughs> you shook his hand once? No, you high fived him? I would definitely high five <laughs> Justin Thoreau. I would, Just, fist, I would fist bump him. All I knew, I would do a, a six feet if, apart fist bump. If all I knew about Justin Thoreau was his cameo in Parks and Rec, I would still high five him. <laughs> but like, I feel like that's what happened though. It was like Justin Thoreau just kept laying out layers of like how this movie would be, and then Ben Stiller was like, "And I will flesh out every character." He's like, "This guy is Al Pacino, and he's a rapper who is basically <laughs> like every rapper loves um, Scarface." Every time you see their house on Cribs, it's like Scarface is playing on every TV. Yeah. <laughs> it's like for no good reason. It's right. like they love Scarface. And it's like, I think they even say that in one of the little making ofs or the um, commentary where he's like, this guy just idolized Scarface. So he made his rapper name Al Pacino. And it's but like. Separated Alpa Chino. Yeah, he's literally Alpa and then Chino. It's well, that's the funny part. Amazing. Because it's, it, it plays on a lot of levels when you think about it because Chino's like a. Fashion pants, like a pants, and it's like a fashion comment. Mm-hmm. And he's, he's, he's gay. Yeah. He's into fashion stuff. And, and then you know that he fleshed out funny. the whole Jack Black character, and he was like, "Okay, you know, you're running with this Eddie Murphy esque character that can play a lot of different people as long as he has prosthetics." But he's pigeonholed, and he's pigeonholed into this like fatties universe. It's like cool. And now we go into, and then you know, yeah. and then suddenly Justin Thoreau's like, "Well, which part are you going to play?" <laughs> and he's like, "I guess I'll be that." macho man but he's like insecure and he is being outshined by this method actor and Thoreau was like perfect that's exactly who I thought you would be (laughs) and you know I just wonder what that process was like for them working on it yeah 
Like that'd be a great question for an interviewer to ask. Like, I would love who to wrote hear. more of the movie. Yeah, that's a good. I mean, that's because you always wonder like who did what and how much. Uh, what I'm curious is some actors you'd be surprised to find what you think is improv is actually scripted lines or at least mm-hmm. sent out lines. Like for example, a lot of uh, Adam McKay talks about the idea that a lot of um, his. He does this and so does, uh, what's his name, uh, Judd Apatow, where they don't so much do like, hey, just do whatever you fucking want. He'll throw out lines, just shoot out a bunch of random From behind the camera. From behind the camera in the moment. Like he's sort of improving, or at least he has a list, maybe he has a list and he's shooting out goofy ideas. <laughs> he has five things. He's but like, he wants a bunch right, of different things. Yeah. Say this line. <laughs> right. Because there's like, like fuck. And then see how Leslie. There's like 20 scenes in that man where he's like, Great Odin's Raven. He's like, By the beard of Zeus. But that whole scene, there's like 20 different versions of that same line. And half of them are Adam McKay is yelling, Odin's Raven, Odin's beard. Like, <laughs> I think that's. But then there's like improv and, and some room for that. Because, because again, he's working with a, 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 a group of actors that are comedy trained geniuses. And like, I mean, yeah, they're Downey literally Jr., trained. Downey Jr.'s, I would say, of the group is like, strangely enough, the least comedy specific. Like, he's not known for his comedy, like, dumb comedy. Well, I think you know before, I, mean? like I, think before I even saw this or Iron Man, I saw him. Was Zodiac before this? Or was it after this? Zodiac. That's a good question. Yeah, IMDb that shit. Go on to DB. IMDb it. Found you, Danny. Dude, uh, dude, <laughs> uh, Iron Man, so Iron Man this year. Where are you? Why didn't you just search Zodiac? Oh, <laughs> uh, because I want to see. I, I, I'm curious as to other movies he's done at the same in the same time frame because that's a odd. It was a it was a re, rebuilding of his shit, hmm. but he really kind of came back in the 2000s. So it's like I mean, he did a Scanner Darkly in 2006, which is one of his Scanner. favorite roles. He also did. Uh, the shaggy yeah, dog. Yeah, but where was the Zodiac? <laughs> I'm looking for it. Stop. Do I need to go on IMDb bitch. and race you to the finish line here? Oh, you're such a sissy. <laughs> Zodiac was 2000 and... Way before. 2007. Was it? So a year before Tropic Thunder. Did I skip right past it? Yeah, oh, because yeah. you made a bunch of movies around that. He 2008 made, was a huge made, year for Downey Jr. So it was 2007. He made so, Charlie Bartlett, Lucky You, Vanity Fair, Zodiac, and in 2006 he did Fur, A Scanner Darkly, The Shaggy Dog. I got he he did it. He was just unstoppable. Was <laughs> he was literally cranking out movies. He did three Two, movies. Of, 2007 to 2009 was a massive like dude, 2 or 3 years for Robert Downey Jr. No, he the whole, I would shit, looking at this right now. Hold on a second. I'm trying to find out where he fucking slowed down. Sherlock Holmes? No. Like, way back. Like, we're talking shit. Like, which, which part of slowed like down? Like, he fucking... <laughs> he never slowed down. Like, he was in and out of fucking rehab, and he was still crushing movies. Like, Air America was 1999, right? I'm talking... Slowing down would be, like, after Iron Man, Iron no, Man 2. I, like. <laughs> I, let me ask you this question. Do you think Robert Downey Jr. had a gap where it was a couple years where he didn't make movies? No. He... Made two to three movies a year, even when for he was in prison. Twenty-five fucking years, yeah, even when he was in prison. <laughs> like literally every single year. I'm looking at nineties, ninety-four. He made one, two, three, three movies, ninety-four, four and ninety-five, 
197, 97s. Jesus, Janet. And 98 was when I really started <laughs> seeing him again. Mm-hmm. Kind of revisiting something like Bowfinger and Friend. Bowfinger. He, did, he made one. He's two, in Bowfinger? He made four characters. <laughs> yeah, I praise Jerry Renfro. He made four. He did four roles, four different movies in 99. And then 2000 was a really good one. He made three in 2000. And then where was his. But really, he was kind of playing side characters, right? Mm-hmm. And then Goth, he was in Gothica. 2000, I really want to think. So Kiss Kiss Bang Bang was kind of a big role for him. Oh. <laughs> 05. That was a big role for him. Good Night and Good Luck was 05. Shaggy Dog was probably not the best role for him. That was a Tim Allen plays a talking dog movie. And wow. Yeah, remake of a But if you've ever seen Scanner like Darkly, if you've ever seen Scanner Darkly, that's when I first was like, this motherfucker got some range. Like he, he plays a character that is... Kind of, it, it, within the movie, he's got a lot of range. Yeah, I had I had aged out of like the Shaggy Dog area. I wasn't even into that. And then um, I saw him in Zodiac again. Like, I mean, I went and saw this movie with my brothers, and I want to say I saw Zodiac with at least yeah. my older brother. Zodiac was great. And His character it was, was great because my older brother was a theater major, and he studied like acting on a stage like he did a lot of broadway-ish shows and he did a lot of black box theater and when zodiac came out he wanted to go see it i can't remember who directed it and all this stuff but he had researched some stuff and he kept telling me like it's got robert downey jr in it and like you know that's one of the reasons he wanted to see it and i was like well there's jake gyllenhaal in it and i know who that is and so let's go see this movie and then the character that I liked more than the Jake Gyllenhaal character, because he was the main focus, mm-hmm. was the Robert Downey Jr. character that was just like this drunk reporter that was living right. in a boat hiding from everybody. And Rick especially Rick, yeah. because it was a true story, you know, that they were making the movie about. So I was just like, this is fascinating. And now I, then I started researching, you know, the Zodiac just because of that movie. And got into true crime and this, that, and the other. And then a year later, he's... Iron Man. And yeah. I remember going on IMDb in like 2006 and seeing that like Tom Cruise was going to be Iron Man. Yeah. <laughs> and going, Favreau, I could see it. Because I was thinking of Iron Man as, you know, just like he perfect. built a suit because he couldn't live. And, you know, the stuff that I knew about Iron Man, I was like, yeah, I could see Tom Cruise being charismatic and, you know, making it work. And then they yeah. recast with Robert Downey Jr. And I was like, who is this guy? And, it lined up perfectly to where I saw Zodiac as Iron Man was coming out, and then I dragged like four people with me to like go see Iron Man. Yeah, <laughs> I was like, "Let's go check this out because this is gonna be something." And yep. we got all the way there from talking about directors. <laughs> yeah, no, I I, I think Danny Junior. Uh, he's a ridiculous talent. The Judge is a fucking phenomenal movie. Due Date. Due Date. Due Date. Is one of my favorite movies he made because it is a, a really faithful, non, not really known remake, in my opinion, of 
uh, train, planes, trains, trains, and automobiles. As soon as yeah. I saw that, I fell in love with it. I was like, I gotta watch this movie. And my wife's like, What do you mean? I'm like, Watch this movie. She's like, well, I'm like, What is it? I'm like, What does this movie remind you of? I'm like, Planes. Tra-. She's like, Oh my god, Planes, Trains. Because my wife is a big fan so of like, now great we outdoors. have to watch Planes, Trains, and Automobiles and Due Date and then yeah. compare them. John Candy is the shit. John Candy. That's uh, when we were talking about recasting Dodgeball and you were getting into the announcers. Like, we were starting to go into obscure characters. I was like, What if it's just the guys from Rookie of the Year? <laughs> it's just John Candy and I, I never I still, remember the other I still guy's want, name. I still want Bob Bob Iker Oker I whatever from oh. fucking Major League. I, I almost said Barker again. He's my favorite fucking announcer. <laughs> John Candy and Bob. <laughs> Holy shit! <laughs> Holy shit! Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I fucking love his character. Gosh, so, he's my one of my favorite. Seeing his character's reactions and his like changes throughout that movie, and then the the Japanese dudes are like like they're still shitty like over and over again. <laughs> but I mean, we say it every time. Like until we get into a movie that's more of a drama or a drama D or something that's well, trying that, to make you think really really hard. Like Inception, we even this, said was a fun ride. If you if you pay attention but, to this and like. I would put this movie in it, and you could technically make this movie a dark comedy if you really deep dive into the, the psychological disorders people are going through. Yeah. Because it's not just, again, it's not just... But, but we always say that it's just been a fun movie, you know? Yeah, well, it, that's what I'm saying. It's not just a fun movie on the surface. It's it's deeper. And that's I feel like I until like we get to Lord of the Rings, it's not... <laughs> <laughs> Even that's fun. They count You're like, the Ryan, count. come in here so we can watch Lord of the Rings and spend... 18 hours of our lives <laughs> watching two movies. <laughs> we won't even get two thirds of the way. That's the through. problem with those movies. Like you can't. I, I, now I only want to watch the extended cut, and I can't. We can't watch that and then do a podcast. We'll be up till five thirty in the morning. The extended cut. Like I, I used to watch the commentary of the extended cuts of those movies, and like eventually Peter Jackson was like. Talking to his Peter like, Jackson's like, go to bed. Well, he's talking. <laughs> he's talking to like his forty-two partner, hours partner slash wife, yeah, person, and like she's partner slash wife person. They're not really married, but they've been together long enough that they might be like common law married. Might as well. I, I think in New Zealand, if you live together for like a year, you're married, right? <laughs> I don't know. I'm not from but like, he's talking to her, and she's like sitting there not going, a like, and this is like the whole process and all this stuff, and he's like. He's like, you know, I'm going to make like the whole movie about um, the creation of Middle Earth. And like, what's the name of that book? It starts with an O. Yeah. Um, but he's like, we're going to make that movie next. And she goes, oh, you're oh, talking about the Cimmerillion? Oh, so, yeah. It starts with an S, not an O. It's a C, actually. I was close. Ooh, C. Um, and the part, the funny part about that is there was a picture of him making The Hobbit. Or like the timeline he's making The Hobbit. And yeah. that shit is sitting on the fucking table. Yeah. And he's purposely facing the camera for the picture so it's like oh who's who's gonna make next problem with that is no one has fucking read those books and nobody is gonna watch them i don't know anyone who's made it but he jokes like that he's gonna go and i was like i appreciate that though it's a director that knows his story inside and out and he wants you to go on this same ride that he has imagined you know Mm -hmm. and he wants you to have fun but at the same time he wants it to be accurate and that's what we enjoy about movies. Like, I mean, this movie was literally, we're waiting for Ryan to get here, and we picked a movie that he could easily talk about and have a fun time watching, but it's not going to send us down like, okay, we have to watch three movies now. Like, 
we're not we already started before we recorded stuff watching the Iron Man movies. Yep. You know, and we threw in Thor Ragnarok there for fun. <laughs> Just yeah. because we love it. But um that was so good. Eventually when Ryan gets on board Speaking of Zealand directors killing it. Killing it. <laughs> Valid. But uh <laughs> When he gets on board, we're probably going to go into some franchises, and we're going to at least break it down into like two or three movies that work together. Yeah, and we are going to have fun with every single movie, even oh, yeah. the movies that people don't like. We we at least like them on some level. I think we should throw some curveballs in, like absolutely garbage movies, like Trouble with the Curve, Clint Eastwood, Amy Jesus. Adams, Justin Timberlake. That was when I, when was I that obscure out, enough? I refused to watch that movie because I was so sick of Amy Adams at that point. <laughs> was that obscure enough for Amy you? Adams was like, should I go to Disney Channel movies, movies again, like Johnny Tsunami? <laughs> I don't find a way to get to Johnny Tsunami every time. I make it a point not to watch Disney like kid movies. I try hard to not watch them because I don't understand. Like, tell me that. Okay, so you're from the generation that like kind of was cool with those. Maybe let's put it this way: one of my favorite movies all time. That like, it, it sounds so dumb, but it was like right at the perfect moment of my life where I was like, yeah, that's something I enjoy was Brink, which was about the kid like roller skating, like doing the BMX type stuff, like going on rings, like basically Tony Hawk on rollerblades. Okay. And that movie came out at the perfect time. I think I was like eight years old, maybe a little bit older, like 10, and I had like just gotten into rollerblading. I took the brakes off of my rollerblades. I was like, I'm just going as fast down this hill as I can. I'm going to hit something hard. That's, I, you know, I might hit that, a I took jump. the brakes off and I'm like, uh, you realize that like, the, if you're riding rollerblades correctly, the brake... You need the brake. You don't... Well, that's the thing. You like, need the brake a little but bit. But the brake being on won't change anything. Like, yeah. you don't... You have, to, you have to physically, like, change your whole posture but, like, to use that it. That was a movie where, like, <laughs> he's doing tricks on, like, a half pipe and then he's racing down a hill. He was, like, yeah. Sean White on rollerblades. Well, my version of that rollerblade... Airborne? Airborne. Yeah, it was right Jack after... Jack Black. So, I saw Airborne. Chocolate Stain Blaine! I saw Airborne <laughs> and loved it, and then Brink came out, like, right after okay. that. I think maybe even the same year. It might have been like a well, July my, August reason, type thing. The reason I'm asking this is because I I have this weird. I'm, I noticed the thing that I try to like dip into. Like I had friends who were like little had younger siblings that were like oh they're watching fucking Hannah you mean, Montana. You mean or my like, my or age like, children. Yeah. Well, no, even younger. Like just like talking, Ryan's I'm talking about like years ago. Like when I was a kid. We watched Kids Incorporated and shit like that on Disney Ooh. Channel and like Mickey Mouse Club and whatever the fuck. Ghost Rider. And I always remember like the acting is just a shittier, like slightly crappier than like Nickelodeon's like fucking, you can't do that on television was crushing it act skill wise before this shit was. I was like, why is, why is Disney so good at fucking cartoons and the actors they get are so high caliber. Literally and the voice watching work is Disney. so fucking good. But then you watch something like Hannah Montana and you're like, how the fuck is this? On TV, this is such garbage. You've, you've made me, you've made acting. me sigh again. But watching Disney Channel shows is like watching. Like it blows my mind how the fuck anyone came out of those and was talented. It's, it's like watching porn. It's <laughs> it's, it's like I the. Can't you said that out loud. I'm gonna I said it out loud. It's, <laughs> it's like 
It's literally like the version, like if you if you watch a true porn movie, the acting is like somebody walking in, like, oh my god, it's the Zack and Mary make a porno scene where he walks in, he's like, I've got a package of milk, and then he like throws it on the ground and explodes, and it's just so weird and awkward. But they have to keep going to get to the money shot scenes. It's garbage because you're out. But that's the problem. It's and that's what well, Disney Channel really, does with these like but without, weird shows. But, but that's the problem is like no one. The reason that is in, in, in porn, I think the concept for that is that no <laughs> one is there for the fucking the writing or the acting, right? But Disney. What if seems Justin Theroux like, wrote it? But that's the problem. Disney seems to think and that Ben Stiller directed it. That acting is with. I mean, you're just watching kids be assholes to each other, and and like they're all like trying to deal with struggles and shit, but they're all fucking super rich. All of them, and like in in situations where normal kids can't even fucking relate to them, it's kind of so it's so surreal how trash the quality is. And I'm like, how the fuck is this even possible? Because to be fair, there's a reason I like I was really hesitant to give a shit about anything that um, Zach Zach Efron would come across with because he was so garbage and shit that I'd seen him in for Disney that I was like, he can't possibly be a good actor. But then I see him outside of that, out off that leash. Yeah, Char- Charlie actor. Saint Cloud. And then you look at you're like Justin Timberlake's, and you're like, New fuck, Year's Justin Eve. Timberlake's from fucking goddamn. He's a Musketeer and Insync. He sucks, but he's he's a fucking hilarious, he's talented, talented smart he's got good timing character, dude. I mean, like, there's a lot of talent that's come out of Disney. Like like Brian Gosling, for example, was in that same fucking class with fucking Justin Timberlake, Britney Spears, Christina Aguilera, and Justin Timberlake, JC. He just, Chavez? Yeah. Maybe. You got it. I'm guessing. We finished it. I guess, right? But either way, I just... I'm in sync. But that's the thing. There's still shows like The Sweet Life with fucking Dumbass and whatever his brothers. With the two brothers from Cody, I think. I don't know. Either way, I'm like, I'm never really... I'm always like reminded how garbage it is. And I can't figure out how they have... So bad. Who is... It's kind of like... Like reality TV, when it was like real world, the first fucking couple seasons, you got that it was garbage you were watching garbage <laughs> and now reality it's like just it's like the fucking why the fucking kardashians exist i can't understand because oh. the, they're not they're they're not aware like like in the real world before baby i don't know if you remember but there was a guy named puck who was a fucking nightmare and he fucked up everyone's situation because he was a complete like wild card douchebag and they brought him back for another season because he was just so I, fucking i have Chaotic. I have not watched Real that, World. Real World's, Real World's I have only side watched Kardashians because no, of my Real wife. Real World was different originally because their their concept was to take extreme personalities and shove them into a box and see what happens. And it was like a science experiment. So it was the 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 name Real World is ironic because it wasn't real. It was no. It was reality enough to where they weren't scripted, where the cameras just following around saying weird shit. But they purposely were like interviewing a bunch of nonsense people and throwing them together, kind of like if you were to cast Tropic Thunder, the way actors to, that play Tropic Thunder. Because I saw you look at the thing, I'm like, we haven't really you got Tropic you got back into Tropic but Thunder. But their extreme personalities well, shoved together in a situation where they normally wouldn't be, and that was the original concept, which is why everyone's like, oh, it's so good because it was like you wanted to watch this fucking seemingly normal girl next door fight with this fucking drug addict and those other people <laughs> and this oh the fucking you know guitar player or whatever you know there's different characters but they're real people there are real people that was the part that was good they weren't typically actors they were regular yeah. human beings so, you wanted the idea that you could be on the show too but Disney had taken that and gone 
let's fucking just make crap scripts that no one cares about. And yeah. they're not they're famous for reasons we don't fucking get. Why do they keep making these shows? They're so terrible. Because five year olds will watch them on YouTube or Disney Now or Disney Plus and be like, Can I watch, you know, this weird show? But they're like But let's bring it back and wrap it up. Let's do a little bit. The two? I have two? a I have a wrap it up meter that I. I started. feel like that should be more. It's only two. two. I'm surprised. I said bring it up. I said bring it back at least three times. We should though. do a tally. I'm doing it right now. Every episode, we need a tally for that. We need to bring it back and a wrap it up. I think bring it back is at three, and wrap it up is to two, three. Counting me saying it like four right. times <laughs> to explain what the meter is. Very valid. But if you're playing a drinking game, we're at this far in. One hour fifty three minutes. Drunk. So. We're getting close. Yeah. Close to the end. <laughs> so we've talked about everything except for Tropic Thunder. We've talked about Tropic Thunder. <laughs> hey, for the record, I, I literally We just, stayed in the lane I pretty good. I literally just com- compared real world to fucking Tropic Thunder. You brought I'm it. sure no one is fucking Hold on. Done that. Hold on. First time. We're going to count. one. We're going to count. <laughs> we're going to count brought it back as a bring it back. So I think we're up to five. Because <laughs> I said you brought it back and I just about said it again. You brought it all the way back. To Trumpet Thunder. I did. And I reached deep into the depths of the insanity in Tangentsville <laughs> and brought it right back to reality. See, then you drop down, then I have to say it again. So to wrap it up. That doesn't count. Number just three. Saying, just to say it now. Number three. <laughs> <laughs> I'm saying it on purpose to try just, and get people drunk two hours into our podcast. Like, There's more ink in this pen. I'm like, waste more. <laughs> I, I gotta waste more of this Sharpie <laughs> pen. But uh, we gotta basically say what our final thoughts were of the movie and figure out what movie we're gonna watch next. About and valid love it and I it's it's one of those movies that's right up there with Dodgeball Talladega Nights like Anchorman Anchorman what do you think about Anchorman I have the unrated version of that DVD I found when I was looking for this and failed to find this film <laughs> in my collection Anchorman is always solid but I feel like Anchorman I mean this movie we said we were going to wait for Ryan Maybe we at the wait same for Ryan time Anchorman? I think Anchorman is definitely a way for Ryan. Okay. Because Anchorman is just So why don't we go why don't we go left field so for our next movie? Fine. Left field. What's a what's a type of movie that is so we can find. So I, <laughs> I have started um, taking notes while we talk. And bef- while we watch the movie a little bit. And a movie that keeps popping up is Rookie of the Year. Because of funky butt loving as the main quote of the movie, is that did you keep hearing that somehow? <laughs> no, we, we talked about rookie of the year. Um, gosh, what even brought us on that tangent? But I wrote it down because we talked about it. Yeah, I don't remember either. Can't remember. So just we have to I always to get this rookie again. of the year. Like maybe I should rewatch it. I don't know if it'll hold up because it's like it's the kid from American Pie that nobody likes. But uh, but it, it, I always get that movie confused with Angels in the Outfield. Oh, Angels in the Apple with Joseph Gordon-Levitt? Right. Which is also weird. I don't know why I confuse those movies. Maybe because it's like a kid playing baseball. or They probably came out baseball. within like years of each other. Most likely. But, but it, I wrote it. Years, the one I wrote it down. breaks his arm and they can pitch really fast, right? Is that the movie? We, yeah. He, he, he breaks his arm and the tendons heal too tight. And he, I also feel like that movie is very... Like they pull the character from uh, Major League. Like fucking Tom Berenger's character is very... Very oh, we similar. were talking about John Candy and the other announcer. That's why you're saying. And I wrote that down and from Dodgeball. I think we talked 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 about another thing that brought up 
Thomasy and Nichols. Something from that movie. And Gary Busey. Gary Busey. Fuck, but, he plays the Chet Stedman. So that that's the guy. His character is like a aging baseball pitcher, right? And he's and effectively, instead of being the catcher from right from Major League, right? But I mean, like his knees hurt. He's old. He's retired. But he's he's interested. He's a he's a major romantic love interest character. Like I don't know. I feel like it's... but the things that we have touched on multiple times are things that I write down. So we talked about rookie of the year, which would be, and then you said left field, which made made me think about baseball. So I should have said that one. <laughs> so you shouldn't have said left field. But no, then I wrote down no. RDJ because we've been talking about Robert Downey Jr. All the time. Yeah. <laughs> and Jack Black. Because, I mean, they were the other two main stars of this movie besides Ben Stiller. I just don't know if I have enough ammo to spend two hours talking about Rookie of the Year. What else oh, is there? Oh, there's, an, there's enough ammo to talk about Rookie of the Year. Just the Pepsi commercial scene is enough. <laughs> mm. <laughs> Where they're like, all right, Henry. Oh, we also talked about Sandusky because they can't get his name right. And we said it's like Rookie of the Year where they can't get Roland Gardner right. Oh, right. Raz and yeah. Boozer and Ratamuffin yes, or whatever. the guy who plays one of the fucking wet bandits from Home Alone. Yeah, Daniel Stern. He directed that movie. Yeah, Daniel Stern. I don't think he wrote it, though. Did he write it? No, Sam Harper wrote it. <laughs> nope. But yeah, Daniel Stern is an underrated fucking talent, too, man. He's awesome. Yeah. So, I mean, picking a movie for next week, I mean, I wrote down Robert Downey Jr., Jack Black, Rookie of the Year, Anchorman, Judd Apatow. I wouldn't even. I wouldn't mind going into a Downey Jr. off the beaten path. Flick. So, one of my favorite things I wrote down that I I underlined everything else except for Oscars because Tropic Thunder ends at the fake Oscars. Yeah, <laughs> with Ben Stiller winning his fake Oscar, which I don't think Ben Stiller's ever won an Oscar for anything. No, and it made me think of like, oh, like. What if we watched a movie that won an Oscar or that was still in the same vein of thing like I mean, obviously the quick jump would be the Dark Knight just to do the Oscar for Heath Ledger. Mm-hmm. But we well, could I, easily I don't pick jump the Dark Knight. I'd like to do I'd like to do would, Batman. You that has said, to be the wrong. I almost hundred percent has to be. I almost sent a text to you guys today and I held off because I was like, we should watch it in this order, but it's the order of the fucking movies. It was kind of those been done in question. <laughs> Batman but begins, for, Dark Knight, and Dark Knight Rises. No, 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 no. I went all the way the fuck back. I was like, because it was based on your concept of like, you think I will defend Batman and forever, forever yeah. till I'm dead. Forever. I, I had a hard forever, time sending that text. For forever. Because I was like, I will Four defend Batman forever, forever. And, and phone, I was like, nope, your phone erase like gets, that. Your phone's like, puts a ziggly line. It's like, that's not grammatically correct. <laughs> it's like, no, that's correct. <laughs> but no, I was saying we should go Keaton, Batman, Batman Returns, Batman Forever, Batman and Robin, and then fucking go Batman Begins, Dark Knight, Dark Knight Rises. Uh, I wasn't sure if we should go into Batman or Superman, but I think we can stop with... I mean, watching an entire like I think we should franchise watch, of movies. I think we should watch Start at the Fucking Beginning. Not with Adam West 60s. Mission Impossible for (laughs) Tom Cruise. No. Well, I'm just saying in general, if we do, when we do the Batman fucking franchise concept, I'd say we start all the way the fuck back in 89 with Keaton. Because you think you like Batman Forever, which is not a terrible fucking movie. I'd like to do a rewatch, but I'd like to set the context (laughs) starting it with Keaton, then we'll go into Kilmer. You know what I mean? Yeah. I mean, because today is the like the that I dis- I can, 31st the part anniversary that I don't of like about Batman that. coming out exactly. in 99. Right, right, right. <laughs> but a part I don't like about it is when you, you did point out something that kind of 
annoyed me uh, when I re-listened to our, con- our 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 podcast about how you know you were right about about uh, what's his name being in the first Batman and the second Batman, Billy, Billy D. D. Williams. <laughs> but the problem with that is Billy D. The problem I have with that is the continuity issue where I have they have the same fucking Alfred in all fucking four of those movies and the same and the fucking same Gordon. Gordon, but they ch- completely change. They may shift Batman's. And they shift their fucking personalities, and they shift their outfits in a wrong direction. <laughs> but like the bo- the bothers me is they have the same actors playing the same fucking characters, two of them, throughout all fucking four movies. But then they switch, not only the fucking personality actor or whatever, but the race and the entire purpose and style of that character. I don't even remember. So when we get you are, to you are more of a, you're more of a you have a good memory of this. Do you remember Harvey Dent as? Uh, the Harvey Dent that uh, Tommy Lee Jones plays mm-hmm. as a functional DA for a significant amount of the time? No, they show him um, in a clip where there is a, I think it's Falcone, yeah. is being um, interrogated or like, questioned. Who plays Falcone in that movie? It's a very fucking, large man. Right, like I don't even remember. <laughs> but like, they just... I believe shit over all these characters. I believe that he is interrogating or questioning Falcone in a in a courtroom. It's very similar to uh, the Dark Knight, where uh, Harvey Dent is questioning the guy that's within the mob, and he pulls the gun on him and he tries to shoot him. Yeah, you know. But instead of Harvey Dent just like being like, "Oh, you tried to shoot me," and he takes the gun and he punches him, Batman like jumps in. And like saves the day, but he accidentally knocks like the the literally the paper that has like acid on it. Right, it's the stupidest thing you'll ever see. It's like he's like, although Batman tried to save him, the yeah. acid that was on the regular paper accidentally splashed up perfectly into half of Harvey Dent's face and it's supposed to be his whole turned him in his fucking body to Harvey Two Face Dent. And, you know, yeah, and. It's literally just a snippet, and it's a... And, I mean, it's one of those things, like, we were talking about in this movie, Tropic Thunder, where they do the trailers, and they do the... That allows you to do some story building for the movie. They tried to do that with, like, a news broadcast, because it was after Two-Face tried to rob the bank. Hold on a second. Not to go on a tangent, but I'm on the NDB. I'm trying to find Falcone. Good luck. There's, You know the weirdest part of... Hold on, I'm gonna I'm gonna start here. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven, twelve, thirteen, fourteen, fifteen, sixteen, seventeen, eighteen. I 19, can count to 20, twenty-two. Twenty-one, twenty-two, twenty-three, <laughs> twenty-four. Twenty-four actors played Harvey's thug. <laughs> they don't have names. They're twenty-four just fucking different actors played a character called Harvey's thug. It's just one of them it. had double. Little sword things on his. He was like basically like X twenty three. He was like, I've got the double blades on my knuckles. <laughs> right. <laughs> I couldn't find. I couldn't find the guy who plays Falcone. But uh, that's the problem. Like, I mean, that's why like Nolan. Nolan pulls side, like side characters and makes them a gives them a fucking fleshed out character. You know. Mm-hmm. Like I give a shit about Harvey Dent because he spends a significant amount of time as Harvey Dent in his movies you know what i mean like you yeah you like the purpose i think i think no one touches on the, the the purpose for villains becoming villains or at least their motivation or their backstory of some kind of exception joker 
Um, it even gives Bane's backstory, right? Yeah. And the idea that, like, this is a curveball because it's like you think Bane is the villain, but it's really Roz's douchebaggy daughter. But uh, <laughs> Oscar winner. I think was a bit. Bringing it back. Yeah. Oh, that's number six for bringing it back. God damn it. <laughs> Bring out ink. I mean, that's. But, uh, but I, think, I think that I wasn't. Uh, that's one of the reasons I don't like that movie, right? I don't. That's one of the reasons I don't like. Batman Forever, because I feel like they spent more time on the Riddler than they did on Dent. That makes Which sense? makes sense because it was Jim Carrey at the height of his powers. Like Tommy it's Lee fucking Jones. Tommy Jones. Well, Tommy Lee Jones, I mean, he was he was still a men in black. He's been and making a fugitive and Tommy Lee Jones has been making movies since he was fucking twelve. Oh, that guy's yeah. been in like westerns and shit. No, I mean he, Tommy Lee Jones He's a we saw legend. we saw Ad Astra. I had to leave early, but I finally finished it. I don't it. know if you you saw it. You finished I it? I did. When? Like a week ago. Oh, my God. It popped up on it. HBO, and I was like, I got to finish it. So you, you saw <laughs> so that when, Jones being, actually being that so movie. So that when uh, Ryan comes on board, we can talk about it. But, um, I mean, when if they were trying to go for money based on the audience that was going to go see that movie, like Jim Carrey... Oh yeah, from ninety four to ninety eight. Jim Carrey was making thirty million a fucking movie that oh, time. Oh gosh, so. like they had to drive him as yeah. But what I, what I'm saying is that why though? Like you know what I mean? Like at, there's two well, the villains. Riddler, well, the Riddler is also just because he was like, I need more screen time. Like that no, doesn't matter. You no, need to flesh out he, a character, man. He's also smarter. He's using his intellect that he's stealing from people. He's giving a little bit of that to Two Face. Right, but, but Two-Face doesn't use that for anything. <laughs> he's just, he's like, I gave you like a, a taste, but I'm going to take the, the whole thing. Right. And um, he really does drive that story because he he basically uses that technology like a drug, like addiction, like we were talking about, like all the way back in Tropic Thunder for Jack Black. His character is addicted to drugs and, you know, Robert Downey Jr. is addicted to being a different person, you know, and... The Riddler in Batman Forever makes you addicted to knowledge or to superiority or... Right, but that... I mean, that, that's because they fleshed out his character. You give a shit about his character. I am... And they could have done that The difference Harvey between Dent. Harvey Dent in this movie, Harvey Dent, and why he he's more successful as Aaron Eckert's character is because... For, for multiple reasons, like... Batman's intent for our his perp, his future for Harvey Dent is to replace himself. Yeah, to make him the White Knight. To make him instead of the Dark Knight. Right. He's make him the White Knight. Make him the like support his his skill sets. He's good at fucking fixing problems. He call him Two Face behind his back before he becomes Two Face because he can he's talk twisting things and making sure that he gets the bad guys into jail no right. matter what the cost he can and... get bad guys to talk and get bad guys to fucking rat each other out and rico law the shit out of them but at the end of the day rico law i don't remember any of that from time i just remember Tommy jones being the gangster version Tom, the, i just remember him the two-faced version i remember him pre-two-face at all. all right that bothers me so we haven't quite hit five digits on this but wrap it up <laughs> <laughs> gonna tally it down so our next movie we have talked about batman forever a lot and we're not watching that why not we can't why not we the whole reason we went on the batman <laughs> tangent is because we got i want to start at the beginning 
And that's got to be Ryan. <laughs> Ryan's going to be here for it. You're right. We got to wait on Ryan. That's a so, franchise. You can't just jump into the fucking second crappiest version of the three, four movies. <laughs> Easy. Well, you can't You can't say it's better than Batman. I ride or die pretty hard for you think, Batman Forever. You think Forever is better than the first Batman? No. The second Batman? Yes. You think it's better than Returns? Yes. Hmm. Returns got a little too Burton-y. Yeah, but I think forever you got a shoe mockery. Ooh, he just passed away. So, like today, that's okay. <laughs> Schumacher does a lot of things really well. Yeah, taking over Tim Burton is not one of those. I mean, Batman Forever again will forever hold a place in my heart. Forever. I need a forever tally today, like seventeen thousand. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so yeah, we got to finish up. What? So what? What movie do you think? So not we can't pick franchises. We got to pick a, a movie. Gotta that's, pick a one-off. I mean, we talked about done two comedies in a row. Go a little bit more serious. What's the first one we did? The first movie we did, yeah. Inception. Yeah, it was not a comedy. And then we did Phantom, yeah. also not really a comedy. <laughs> it's pretty comical. Comic. Book. Tree Williams specifically. Come on, guys. Let's fucking... <laughs> I love amazing. this. I love this. I'm not work... I'm not overacting at all. I'm, I'm not trying too hard. God um, damn it, Billy Zane. Talk like you're from the 30s, you motherfucker. But I mean, we could do... We could easily do an RDJ movie. We could do a Jack Black movie. We'll save mm. Anchorman for Ryan for sure. We could do a movie that's won an Oscar. Just based off of the fake Oscars. I... I still think Skin and Dark is a good movie because Keanu Reeves is in it. I like Keanu. That movie is so fucked up. It is fucked up. Is it hard for you to watch? No. Nothing. Just about nothing. How many times have you seen it? Like twice. I mean, it is fucked up, but I think it's a. I think it's worth... But if we talk about it while we I watch I think it's worth it. talking about because a lot of... I mean, for example, it's a, it's a movie that was filmed and, and animated. Gosh, that was... And it was... And it was the thing I like about it. It's not like it's just taking advantage of like the ability to like animate people realistic, realistically. But they also add an element, the the fucking suit where it changes. Like it's like the you, it, the identity it literally changes everything. Yeah, so you can't. But they use that to its advantage, where it's not like a CGI. It's animation. So it's like they do something kind of creative with the idea that they're animating this film. Not just directly over the scenes, but they're also like creating an element that like takes advantage of that. You know, I think it's kind of fun. But I mean, it's yeah. got like it's got like Renato Ryder in it, Denner Junior's in it, fucking Keanu Reeves killing I mean, it. Keanu Reeves just sends you down a rabbit hole of John Wick and Matrix. Fuck, and dude, yeah, Bill and to, Ted, and it's hard to get. Know. He's made Keanu a lot of franchise e movies. Except yeah. for like the lake house, <laughs> yeah, that's true. Which we're not going to watch. No, let's not watch the lake house. Um, Scanner but, Dark I mean, would be good. We could go down a rabbit hole of like time travely movies and do that, and like as a side character, side movie, because it is it does deal with the idea of timelines and time travel and communication between. <laughs> Just watching the time machine with a. That was filmed. Uh, what? Not too far from where that? I'm from in Saratoga. <laughs> Uh, Guy, Guy Pierce. Pierce yeah. Ooh, Jinx again. He was made. I was working at a hotel, and there was a lot of extras and people that were staying at the hotel I worked at. Or we could stick with Jack Black being in the jungle and watch a Jumanji movie. Mm, then we go into the rock. 
Karen, or we could go to Robin Williams. Karen Gillan. Then we go to fucking Guardians. Goddamn. Or we could go to Robin Williams. We go to like Mrs. Doubtfire and. You know that's uh, a good point. Stripes. We could do we could do Robin Williams. Not Stripes. Uh, good morning Vietnam. Good morning Vietnam. Stripes is uh, Bill Murray. Bill Murray and, and, and Harold Ramis. Harold Ramis. Which leads us straight to Ghostbusters. Yeah. <laughs> Which is also a franchise we need to watch. Yeah. Ryan, can you help us out here? That fucking... We need to pick a movie, Ryan. Ryan Cracker, did that movie that they just made with Paul Rudd not even come out yet? Did it come out already? No, it's being made still, right? Or is it done? What the fuck? Oh, Afterlife? What happened to that movie? It was supposed to be released uh, in October, and they moved it to May. Of next year? Yeah. Okay, so I'm not out of... Not you out haven't of missed it. I watched the trailer. I'm like, I feel like I watched the trailer so fucking long ago. Yeah, it's, it's like Stranger be Things now. 5. Well, it's, like, it's, like, well, it's like Inhumans, right? Like, when the fuck is that movie coming out? I've watched seven trailers for Oof. it. Inhumans. Or no. Rough. Yeah. Okay, so the only thing that we have said that we could watch would be either Rookie of the Year I just or Scanner Dark. I don't have enough ammo for that movie. I've only watched it a couple times, and I was like, I like it, but it's... it's I mean, it's got John me. Candy... Gary Busey has the janitor from You can watch The Great Scrubs. Outdoors. That's a John Candy fucking... I could talk about that movie Planes, for fucking trains, hours. and automobiles. You know, we, we could and, do that. And due date. Would you want to do that? Would, is that some... Because I don't know. I mean, is Ryan... Would Ryan be... Would Ryan make that connection? Would he have watched that movie? Is he old enough for Planes, Trains? I, I mean, I'm barely... like. And the main reason that I've seen Planes, Trains, and Automobiles is because my brother. Yeah. You know, because... Well, not only because he likes those movies, but because of the acting school. Like when he went to fucking theater school, you can't like they basically do Steve a Martin course on John Steve Candy. Martin. Like they literally go like, if you want to know about comedy, read it, read it, anything. Just watch anything with Steve Martin in it. Literally. And my brother comes home, and I like, I'm in high school. He's in college. He goes, he's like, we gotta watch everything with Steve Martin in it. I was like, can we watch like Jim Carrey? He's like, Steve Martin taught Jim Carrey everything he knows. Dude, I would <laughs> you know, watch. Like, I watch. Okay, any, I would watch. If you said a oh, Steve Martin movie, I watch anything. So, Planes, Trains, and Automobiles. Three Amigos. Ooh, Three Amigos. Fuck, that's one of my favorite movies of all time. Gosh, The Jerk. The Jerk. <laughs> okay, I think we stay in our lane where we. I think we should do Planes, Trains, and we can watch Due Date because it's down. Because we connects. we've mentioned Robert Downey Jr. I think it's worth and a due date and basically being two, a remake of that movie. Yeah, I think those movies back to back would be a good movie. And idea. if Ryan hasn't seen it and he is available yeah. to come out next week, I think he would enjoy it. I think he would, yeah. If he hasn't seen Planes for sure, because that movie is it's uh it's like a dark horse, you know what I mean? Like it's a really Just the scene alone with them driving down the wrong side of the highway. Yes. The fucking... The between the fucking tractor trailer. It's... It fucking catches on and fire. And him just, like, waving at the people, like... Oh, my God. Yeah, hey, how you doing? It's like, you're going the wrong way. And he's it's like, so like, good. John Candy playing this straight, like, oblivious character, oblivious to his annoying habits and shit, is amazing. And the fact that Zach Galifianakis can fucking... Channel that. that at all? Yeah, I can tap into that in another level, like a different. Well, Zach Galifianakis made like seven movies where he was that character, right? <laughs> and he was like, "I'm but basically going to be." John but that's Candy the problem. Now. That's the thing that that's the funny thing. Like you would think that he would just. That, that's my other thing about Galifianakis, right? 
he's a fucking genius. Like, if you were to take his character from Hangover and put him directly next to his character from Due Date, they're not the same character at no. all. Like, they're similar. Like, there's touches, but they're not the same fucking Well, and dude. then you put him into uh, Keeping Up with the Joneses and um, Masterminds. Yeah, and he's they're all they're all he's like it's a similar they're person all multiple but the personality same time, disorder it's just like, like they could be in his brain like multiple person if he had like multiple personality disorder he would different personalities he has tangents on tangents but on at the tangents. end of the day he's he's straight up channeling like something that John Candy's character was 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 like doing doing but then putting his own spin on it yeah I think it's great because he's like not a so, and John and Downey Jr. Does a really good version of Steve Martin's character really, really well. <laughs> so, I'm not going to say it again, but after watching <laughs> Planes, Trains, and Automobiles, we will definitely go down the Zach Galvanakis train. Yeah, we should probably do that because we're going. We're kind of we're we're kind of going through threads of of so we like we're like Vince Vaughn and then goes to fucking Ben Stiller, then Ben Stiller goes to this movie. Now we're going junior down to junior. Yeah, but we're going. Back in time to these to Steve Martin Candy to then go back to Dennis Jr. and then that would be fun. And then if Ryan comes in and he's like, "I got a night, I can join you, and we're gonna do this movie." Be like, yep, never mind. <laughs> we'll do that movie, Ryan. <laughs> yeah, I'm okay with that. I mean, honestly, I mean, we were holding off on our Marvel films for for Ryan to come back, but I it's up to I'm okay with him him coming back and kind of. Going I think he it. would enjoy planes, trains, and automobiles yeah, a so lot. We should, we should hit him up with it and see if he's. I'm curious if you've seen it. Yeah. Have you seen it? It's hard to say. Yeah. Um, I think he's... It the, is a... It's a. It's not It's not a great outdoors. I think he's the co-op. oldest of his brothers. He He might be... He might be the middle like I am, though. Mm-hmm. But, uh... Because even if, he, if he's... That would make sense why we all connect. We all get along because I'm... Are you the middle? Second. I don't know. I don't Two know out of four? Brother, but, like, birth order, typically the second... Uh, are you child, one, are I'm you two of always, two or are you a two of like three or four? Two of two. Two of two. But what I'm saying is like, for example, I have a group of friends and I get along with one of them and he's the second born of four. And our personalities are pretty similar. Like I'm, I'm usually similar with the second born. Well, when we get Ryan born. in here, we'll ask him what his birth order is. Yeah, if he says third, <laughs> then we're, we can't talk to him anymore. <laughs> if he's three or four, we're. I know he's one of three. If he's one, we're fucked. No, I know he's one of three. He might be number one, but right. we'll see. Well, you're so, a family. I'm not, so I wouldn't know. Well, he married my cousin, so that technically his family. I should know, but married I don't into know. Your family. <laughs> it's like which? Uh, am I supposed to know your entire family tree now, Ryan? Yes, I am. <laughs> <laughs> Again, so, I like again. so I, I did good. I only had four wrap it ups. Yep. Now five, and six. Now seven. Bring it backs. <laughs> Valid. <laughs> All right. So now we gotta we gotta tie this up because we gotta. It's two hours and nineteen minutes of recorded time. Too we still far. Have to You're gonna have to edit some of it. Save train. Yeah. <laughs> we already did technically. We edited <laughs> On out, like, accident. Probably five minutes of fucking not talking. On accident. I don't know how the fuck that. So either. next week. Planes, trains, and automobiles, with or without Ryan. Hopefully with. Hopefully with. This has been one movie. 
No, wait, one bourbon. <laughs> one bourbon. One Somebody bourbon. has to mess it up. Like, you messed up the first two or three I, times. I think <laughs> I we per- should probably I write our... <laughs> I purposely said scotch. No, you didn't. I definitely did. You just wanted scotch. My subconscious said We're going to have to start writing it at the top of the page. So it's been one bourbon, one, one movie, one beer. one beer. I've been Whit. I've been Paul. And we would have had Ryan. And we'll see you next time. Mm, yeah, as soon as my... As soon as your Iron Man mouse works.